Oi, you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 124. On tonight's episode, the modeling say goodbye to the 8th edition of Warhammer and say hello to something completely different. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you the twilight of Aeth, the dawn of Sigmar, and sunny Garage Hammer in between, I'm Chris Yu. And I'm a... Storm. Storm. What are we called now? Storm fiend. No. Steampunk dwarf. What are the What are they calling the the, the dwarfs now in this list? They they changed those two. Yeah, the dwarves are Duarden. Well, there's something Duarden. The first name's dumb anyway. Duarden sounds like something from Tolkien. So I'm one of the Duarden, I guess now. No longer a dwarf player. I'm a Duarden thing. <laughs> the master something, right? Oh my gosh. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How are you? Yeah, I'm uh I'm getting by. Surviving <laughs> the um uh, the burning of the world that is Twitter and all the other social media yeah, outlets. It's it's oof. It's crazy. It is you crazy. And, you and I have actually been um have been flying under the radar, I think. I I was on the radar for a little bit and uh everybody just gets mad. So I I just yeah. I've I've tried to drop off. I make a comment here or there if I think it's actually really something that might be helpful to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not asking questions. I'm not posing possibilities anymore. Right. Not, not taking a strong stance either way. Because well, yeah. both sides are, are filled with a lot of passion. Those who are embracing AOS and those not so much. Yep. And uh, honestly, I've been saying that the whole time. I keep saying, well, I'm waiting to see it until I get some games in. But everybody knows how much I love GW, so I've pretty much been put in the all-in fanboy category because I want don't, to Don't like you it, love so. being in that spot, though? Eh, you know, don't honestly, you embrace that? I, well, to a degree, but the honest opinion. I mean, we'll talk about the game, Age of Sigmar, more later, but mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm trying to be open-minded about it, Um, you know, without... Being, Without any preconceptions, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to approach it that way, and uh, you know, so I really, I'm not, I'm, I'm not necessarily all in. I'm excited, but I'm not all in. So I guess that's you know, whatever. We'll mm. figure that out. But you know what we else? Will. You know yes. what needs to be figured out first? Our sponsors. Yes. Who yes. are those people? Thank you to our sponsors, Unique Gifts and Games, located in Gray's Lake, Illinois. Mercia Miniatures. How's that spelled? M i e r c e hyphen miniatures.com mantic games building bigger armies big ranked armies <laughs> moving and, across the table yes and lest we forget battle foam protecting your army nice echo effect there i just put my hand i just cupped the mic gently so maybe i'm good at that <laughs> but <laughs> okay nice <laughs> Well, hey, you know what? I'm I'm glad I'm glad to have you back on. You've missed the last couple episodes where we've been covering the end of the the times. Yeah, the end of times has come and gone. Um, big shout out again to Rotor for uh, picking up the slack there. And uh, thank you, Rotor. Yeah, by all accounts, Arcan was a smashing success. Yeah, I thought it turned out pretty good as far as episodes go, and as far as the reading goes, it was actually kind of fun. I'm still. I'm, it's still weird. There's a lot of weirdness going on here. We're going to talk about this episode, though, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. That's the plan, folks. Yeah. Um, 
basically, I guess, before we, you know, hit the little email voicemail stuff, um, I suppose we ought to preface the whole episode. Obviously, Age of Sigmar's out. Uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, it probably the box set probably just released at, or is just about to release at your friendly local game store. Um, GW did contact uh, me and sent me a copy of it. I actually have the whole set here. Chris, you haven't had like- a chance to see the whole thing yet. Uh, no, not I haven't, but it seems like they've kind of peppered those complimentary sets out to different podcasts throughout the country. I, I think uh, Point I, I Hammer received eight. one. Eight. Oh, that many. Wow. Well, All stateside? Or no, I UK think there was uh, Helen and Curry, mm-hmm. and then in Australia slash New Zealand slash not America. Um, dwellers. Dwellers and... Uh, Kiwi Hammer. I think it was some. I thought somebody else from Dwellers got it. Maybe they didn't. Um, then there's Chump Hammer. Are they? Uh, uh, I I want to say they're in the U.S. They Canada, I think. And Point I, Hammered. I don't know. Yeah, but point I thought that I thought I could have sworn there was two. I could have sworn two got it in uh, Australia, two in Canada. Might only be like six. That I don't know. I could be mm-hmm. totally wrong. But they, yeah, they sent us this. I got a I got a I got a package here, and I got an email or a letter from them saying, "Hey, here's the set." We're excited. We'd like you to take a look at it. Please don't talk about it until the tenth, until the release date, or, you know, the tenth until the fourth, the fourth, the pre-order date. So, and that is pretty cool. I mean, to, for have them to, to they contacted you directly. It's not like you prompted them and they sent it to you. Just yeah, kind of out of the blue. A, that is a huge, huge difference in what GW has been doing. And they uh, seem to have made like this massive paradigm shift in that. You know, they did things like that. They're very active, seemingly, on social media. Like where? Uh, I, I see, like, you know, they have a Twitter account. Okay, or but maybe that, it's that, a fake one. Yeah, I that Games know. Workshop with the one at the end of it, that's not a real account. No, I don't think oh, it's that one. I, think, I thought there was another There's one. There's that, that Voxcaster one or GWA, Great Games Workshop, A America or AM or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of those sort of dropped off after a while. But... Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Either way, I just didn't realize that they were there that much. I mean, they are reaching out, though, and they're sending out stuff. They want people to see it and talk about it. Mm. Um, why? You know, it remains to be seen. I, I don't know. I, I think if they get the media on board, uh, well, that I, like would I said, I, I got a set, but I just got it a couple days ago. I'm still putting the models together. I have read through the book and uh, the the stuff like that. I sent you... You saw the uh, basically the, the yeah some of the stats and everything yeah, the stats oh. and that stuff you know the 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 important stuff we've all seen the rules yeah so uh, we're gonna talk about it and uh, we're gonna be as fair and honest as we can be uh, yeah initial impressions I mean it's not a summary judgment by no means right oh well, this thing you haven't played any games I haven't played any games right. so we're both just you know. I think this whole episode, uh, based on our pre-show conversation, um, you know, just our pre-show fist fights. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was it was nice. Um, yeah, but it's you know sort of goodbye to eighth. What what might be coming for ninth? But you really, it's, I think you know we're just going to get into our feels here for the next couple of right. hours about you know because I think we you know as we talk about this, there's a it's such a huge change that there's a lot that's there's a lot to digest. Here, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so um, speaking of which, before we hit the commercial break, let's go through. And I'm sorry if I'm rambling on this. It's just this is such a weird topic. It's so hard to sort of jump into this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's hit the regular stuff before our break. Emails and voicemails. Dude, I got a ton of emails. Um, well, I'm not surprised. It's all yeah. got to be AOS related. Right. You know? I, I mean, let's put it this way, just to get the general gist. Uh, I love AOS. I hope you guys love it, too. I hope you guys cover it as well as you guys covered end time stuff. That's some of it. Um, I hate AOS. <laughs> I think it's terrible. Um, Don't cover but, it. But I really hope that you guys find a way to make it work for your show because I like your show. People writing generally at least like the show, you know, so they're like, we hope it works out at least in that much so that there's something fun to listen to. Um, I got a couple saying, uh, can you please use this, you know, can you get up there and tell people to just keep playing eighth and really push wow. just to keep. Yeah, I've gotten a couple. Now there, of, are, there are agendas coming in. Well, you know, can we do that because that you know this obviously this system they didn't feel works for tournaments and so sure should we can we promote you know basically, basically keep the tournament scene alive if if mm. this isn't good for tournaments then you know let's talk about keep playing eighth and that's a little early in my opinion I, but I mean, just all this stuff coming in. I wonder if uh, you know this means that. There's a market out there for an eighth edition centric podcast, you know, to to keep focus on that. <laughs> they could call it Eight is Enough. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh God, these whiz. Okay, it's, well, so the voicemails are all over the place. Well, and we got a bunch of voices. But let me put it this way: if I read the emails and played the voicemails, we got about twenty to thirty minutes Jeez. worth of content there. I'm not playing any of them, and I'm not reading any of them. Uh, and that's not to – no disrespect to the people who took the time to write and took the time to call. Uh, I tried to respond to most people who wrote, you know, it had the time. It's just – that's a lot. I, I don't want to pick through and pick any particular ones out and discard others. Right. Um, dude, there's so much – I mean, we're, we're going to talk about Age of Sigmar. In our discussion, we will probably answer most of the questions that we got asked anyway. Fair enough. And this – I just – I would rather save time and go to the discussions than just to listen to – I mean, I literally have a good eight, nine minutes of why AOS is the best thing ever, and I've also got several minutes of uh, people who I think might have killed themselves after they hung up the phone. Oh, jeez. I don't want to play so, any snuff yeah. audio, both, so. Yeah, both, you know. both sides of the camp. So, but, yeah, let's, we'll talk about it, and exactly. hopefully that will answer everyone's questions. If you did have anything else that you wanted to talk about or promote, um, like I, said, I do, I, and we do welcome the voicemails. It's just there was so much of it this week that there was no way to sift through it and, and pick any one particular thing. Um, but we still welcome voicemails at 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Uh, feel free to call. And keep keep calling. Guys, I am listening. I do appreciate every one of your calls, and I listen to what you're thinking or what you're saying, and uh, uh, you know, some of that has probably worked its way into the episode already in, you know, in our notes. So thank you again. All right. After that really awkward opening, you want to take a quick <laughs> break, come back, and we'll... We'll we'll be not as awkward. Okay. That'll work, <laughs> I, I guess. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, 
Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you. Because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos Org Superstore. And we're back. You've got Garage Hammer, Dave and Chris coming back, at you. Back, 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 back. Uh, so, uh, news and rumors. <laughs> yeah, what's new? Jeez, uh, Age of Sigmar's out. Hey, I'm alive, too. That that actually is news. After Oh, yeah. Are you, you're feeling better after that whole bits <laughs> debacle I, for you? I am feeling, I am feeling better, but uh, kidney stones are not fun, especially when you're not even passing them, when they're just jammed in your kidneys, and so, so they're just hurting you did you eventually pass those no nope, that- they're still rattling around up there somewhere or else i've been because i've been drinking a lot of water and stuff oh it's possible they've-, they've broken down and i've passed them without knowing but at gotcha. that size it's probably not they're probably still rolling around there just waiting to get me Eesh. that sounds uh not fun keep drinking that water do what you gotta do doing my best that's all i can do so mm. anyway um so okay age of sigmar's out the rule, okay, it's not out. It's not, but when you're listening to this, it might be, depending on how quickly you download this episode. But it's due out uh, July 11th. But they did give out the rules and the War Scrolls for all the old Warhammer armies. And I'm using the term old Warhammer armies because we don't know what's coming next. And the stuff they've given us is different from anything we've had, even the stuff that's similar. Right. So, well, uh, do you want to uh, talk about. I mean, we'll table the rules for now, but maybe talk about the models. We could do that. Yeah. First impressions on the models. Yeah. Um, okay. Opening up the box. I mean, once again, super intricate, top-notch detail, really well done. Mm-hmm. I haven't built them all. I built uh, the couple of the characters. I built the Corn Lord with his little hell doggy, and I built mm-hmm. the... The one that looks like a BSB, but they don't call him that because he's got the, you know portal of corn or something like that. Oh yeah, the giant icon. Yeah, yeah. And I did the guy on the the dragon, which has the weird gap, which I don't get. Maybe I built it wrong. I don't know. He's got a gap in his neck, like, and he shouldn't. But I mean, it just didn't want to fit together any other way. So maybe I screwed it up. Um, but they're pretty gorgeous. They're big. They're kind of big. Yeah, they look pretty beefy. Like, okay, I thought that. They were 25 mil bases for the things that I'm going to call marauders because uh-huh. for all intents and purposes, the guys that look like – they're called blood reavers. They're like barbarians, right? Yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, The blood reavers. Those guys are around 32 mil bases according to what I'm reading on my little book stuff here. And the round bases for the uh, Sigmarites are 40 mil. Hmm. So that's yeah, even bigger they're, they're than we thought. Big. Now it says I, I it doesn't I mean it does seem pretty big. They look a little bigger than the twenty I thought they were twenty fives and thirty twos, but according to what I'm reading, they're thirty twos and forties. Right. That makes sense. I mean those Sigmarite guys are about the size of a Terminator, which is pretty massive. Yeah. They're when you pretty... compare it to other fantasy uh, miniatures, especially the older ones. Yeah. They're they are 
pretty big. They're they're not. Uh, yeah, I guess the Terminator is around the wrong around the right size. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the Sigmarite models? I mean, everyone said Space Marines, although the armor actually, if you look at it, is not Space Marine armor, but it's a lot of armor. So of course, you it is. I can tell they're very like well designed models. They're very detailed. I would I'd imagine that they go well, very uh, go together well, very easily, and they look like they are they are fun to paint. That said, the overall aesthetic, like the metal mask and everything, mm, I don't know. I guess it's growing on me. But initially, I, I didn't react well to it. I I'm not a fan of the mask. I'm just not. I just I it, it seems. I don't know. Like the the masks are sleek and cool, and I get they got a different mask for each type, so at least they all match up and work. I just I wanted some heads and some faces. Well, I mean, like uh, Terminators and stuff, you'll always have like the the captain or whatever that doesn't have a helmet. You can see his face. No options so, then here for that. Well, there I'm, but there might be going forward. That is true. I could see that. So. That is true. I just I don't want them to need the big helmet. I just I, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I guess I'd rather. I guess I'm saying I'd rather have it be a helmet so than a full-on mask, is in my opinion, just me personally. Right. Um, full-on mask, it seems a little weird. I, I will say that if they if they offer variations, like one that's like a skull or that they have different aesthetics, that could be kind of cool. If you can personalize, customize it. Possibly, yeah. I just I said I think they're pretty cool, except that. Uh, that that mask thing, I just I kind of like faces or helmets. I guess helmets seem to me to be more fantasy than right. than everybody having a weird sci-fi. crafted golden mask. Yeah, right. it's got it does. Well, the the thing the the ones that I can't really buy into are those winged guys, the flying dudes. Right. I mean, is that like a mechanical thing, or is it supposed to be magical? Or I, I mean, does the box set describe it at all? Yeah, it describes their wings really oddly here somewhere. I'm just, I got to be honest with you. There's not a ton in this book, and we'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the ninety some odd pages that this book is, there's you yeah. know a good fifteen pages on all the different stats, and there's some pages on how to paint, and there's some pages on fluff. But at least half of almost every page is drawings, and there's several pages that are just drawings or just. You right. know, photos of the models. I mean, each of the characters gets his own full page with two paragraphs on who he is, and then the rest uh, in pictures. So it, it is. It is kind of cool that the models are they're distinctly GW, and you know they, that they have that distinct look. There's not a ton of skulls all over them. I'll say that much. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. Oh, here I found it. I'm sorry, I found it. Uh, the prosecutors of Sigmar's warrior blazing into existence upon bolts of force. They are blade-winged heroes, bringing the god king, uh, the god king's wrath to his foes. They use swiftness to outflank their enemies, so they're flanking, uh, hurling blasts of deadly energy before plunging in to smash the stunned survivors. They are the divine hammer that slays all. They crackle with sacred lightning. Uh, in essence, they are bolts of magical energy made tangible by the will of the wielder. That's their weapons. When thrown, the projectiles burn like twin-tailed comics to detonate. Upon the foe, even unarmed, they're far from defenseless, for theirs is the fury of the heavens. By grasping bolts of skyborne lightning, they can summon new weapons from the heart of the tempest. So there you go. That's all it says about them in the whole book. Mm. So, yes, they can fly. I don't know if those wings are mechanical. They look more mechanical than than 
than real in the pictures, in the close-ups, and even in the model itself, although I haven't built one yet. Interesting. So, is, is they're, you know what they are? And this is honestly what I believe they are to be. Um, they're wing versions of jetpacks. Because they can fly on them, but these are definitely, they look more mechanical than... Oh, organic. right. Yeah, I, I can see that. So, they can fly on them, but they're not legit they're wings. They're like, yeah, jump troops. But, uh... Okay. Well, yeah, so that's what I, it comes I, down to. I, overall, I like this. They're they're you know very dynamic and interesting to look at. Distinctly GW, but very fresh. I know it's hard to put my finger on it. Uh, it's so different than what we've seen to this point. It's and weird. the round the round base thing is, I still have to get used to that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that helps for getting the models in as close as possible because then they can tap up at any angle and stuff like that. Uh, you know, when you're piling in or whatever. Um, you know, I just I don't know. They they I'm reading the rules and they remind me of Thunder Warriors, you know, the prototype. I mean they literally describe these guys as Sigmar used magic and took people the best warriors he could find, teleports them into safety in his land, and then alters them to be super you know mm-hmm. super beings. So I mean they really are described almost like space marines. Right. And they look kind of like... I think they wouldn't be so bad if they didn't have that stupid mask and painted gold because now they look like that uh, Blood Angels. Those sanguinated. <laughs> oh, right. Those, yeah. Because yeah, I've seen... I mean, mean, they have a couple of different ways that you can paint them in here shown. And if you don't right. paint them necessarily gold, they do look more like guys in armor than when you paint them all gold. That's just... So it might be a, a oh. painting aesthetic, too. It could be. I've seen a lot of people posting their pictures of these guys on Twitter. Um, I think Jack Armstrong out of the UK, he painted them like in a dark kind of gray, like a, like a, almost like a gunmetal type gray. And those look pretty cool. So it, there's a rumor of a bigger BRB slash epic sized battles, uh, a book for that coming out in August. I heard that somewhere. Did you hear that as well? I'm hearing rumors, and I, a lot of that came out of the Forge World Open Day that was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody posted this. I'll just read what I have here. Um, they were there. They were talking about Age of Sigmar. A lot of my fears have been laid to rest. There is not going to be a big rule book. However, there is already in the works a set of rules for competitive and tournament play. Uh, points don't matter so much because everything will be based on the scenarios. There will be, in his words... Literally hundreds. You will never need to play the same scenarios twice. Add to this, there's dozens of campaigns in the works, all of which will expand on the rules and the War Scrolls available. Um, The silly rules that we've seen with the old armies, with the special characters, Mm -hmm. were just done as an homage, an homage, if you will, to the older characters and units that is not... There are no plans to go forward with any more of the acting out things to get bonuses. Okay, that's. I'm happy to hear that. So those are a little hard to yeah. read. No BRB, but rules for competition. Um, you're gonna have to find synergy through your war scrolls. That's how you list build, uh, because you don't have to pay for equipment anymore. So optimizing is out of the way. It's just using synergy, and some of these, uh, some of these, you know, books that they said might be coming out with the big campaigns might mm-hmm. be similar in style, if not actual, you know, gone into detail of some of like the Forge World campaign type stuff. You know, like the mm-hmm. Horus Heresy stuff. Okay. Probably not that, because that's taking all of Forge World's time. It will probably be a sure, GW thing. Sure, but it, it's something in that same vein. Yeah, where you're going to okay. have a huge okay. thing with some story going on. 
and we'll get into that more when we get into the Age of Sigmar fluff because there is there is there is a little story that they're building on in this first box right. set that I got to that I think really shows that there's a there are plans to move forward with this story and as they're going to be rolling out new models and new stuff it's all going to be part of a developing story really has a sort of a feel like for a lot of the other skirmish games that have come out in the last few years where every you know when they release new stuff it moves the story along and then introduces new new things to it sure new combinations new models it's intriguing to hear that they're going to be releasing rules for competitive play whatever that means because this age of sigmar box set is so not geared for that type of play doesn't seem to be Although, with the old armies, you might be able to do something with them. But we'll, see, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to Age of Sigmar. That's going to be sort of end of the show. I don't want to delve too much into it because once we open that can of worms, it ain't closing. Right, right. So so <laughs> models we talked about. Uh, any other rumors what that you want to touch other, on? What about the other half of the models real quick? The uh, uh, one, You didn't like the Chaos ones at all? I, I'm not really, but that's because I've never been a big fan of Chaos in general. Corn. Okay. Never has never really done it for me. I mean, they're 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 solid. The mighty lord guy is pretty. The 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 lord and the and the blood secretor, which is the guy with the with the guy that looks like a BSB. Okay, um, right. dude, those are some pretty. I mean, they went together really nice, and damn, they look pretty cool. Um, I I don't know what the hell, and I haven't finished building him yet. And when I'm building him, I hope he looks better. But this Korgorath, this you know, this corn demon that's twice as wide as he should be. Oval base? Yeah. That's like on this huge oval base. He has the weirdest looking head. Yeah, it almost looks like a spider slash orc. It's like a skull attached to this thing. Like it's literally like they took some other skull of some demon and attached it to a big old body. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. I was even reading here in the book about it, and I'm like, "See, so what is going on here with this? Because this, even their little drawing pictures, it looks like it doesn't have the head. It looks like it's got a bunch of bones from other things put together. Right. Like, and it's you know, uh, if you put all these parts together, he'll come to life. Right. It's like putting, right. yeah. I'm no, I'm sorry, I'm not waiting around to put uh, put Frosty's hat on. Let me see what this says about this Skuldrak Korgorath. Uh, it's a creature of unbridled ferocity, made lethal by the gifts of corn. Uh, they have each; they're all unique, but each at some point has been swallowed by the realm of chaos and spat out in a form more pleasing to the whims of its dark master. The one known as Skuldrak was a roving beast, passed through a waterfall of gore, emerging in the foundry of rage. It was captured and brought before corn's gates. Before the day was out, it had changed. Where a predatory animal stood proud, now a bone-devouring fiend bellowed its immortal hunger. Sent to wreak carnage on the mortal realms, it is immune, all but immune to injury for its kind of... Cur- so there's still no explanation as to why it's got a little tiny head. Well, it's chaos. It's, yeah. it's mutated into it's, that. It's so who it's knows? Just, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Uh, the Blood Warriors, the corn, you know, the, the corn warriors of chaos mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, the, the box comes with five of them, and they're gorgeous. Like even no, if you're not into, cool. even if you're not into into the chaos aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, not fifty million billion skulls, skulls on it, but right. some skulls and a lot of highly detailed, pretty cool armor without just being nothing but. It it it's funny. It didn't go super ornate like all the wrought iron metal-y mm-hmm. stuff. 
that uh, that they were doing with, say, the Helldrake or with the uh, War Shrine. You know what I'm talking about? All that right. really, but still pretty detailed. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think they they had a, struck a good balance in terms of the armor plating and just, it's ornate enough, but it's still very corn mm-hmm. looking. So yeah, I think they're they're pretty good. Again, I. Humans, Sigmarites, whatever, and corn as factions, as races, have never really spoken to me. So this box set is a little bit – I think it loses a little bit of impact with me, visually speaking. And uh, one other thing you may want to take note of is that, uh, uh, especially like with the Blood Reavers, uh, there's, only a, there's only a few variations. There's two sets. So the 20 you get in the box set is really two sets of 10. So you're going to have two identical ones of each model. Mm, okay. uh, so like before, you'll get some some variety in the kit, but they did sort of double down on things. Um, I do like these new Marauders. I think there's there's a little a little bit more interesting than the old Marauders. It's not just a big, muscly guy with a weapon. They've all got lots of little tchotchkes yeah, that they're, they're all on and, different yeah. different heads and yeah. poses so i think and, it, i think that stepped up I, I wanted to talk about it just a little bit because i thought that they, they did step up the game and make these uh, 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 uh definitely a notch better than the warriors of chaos and marauders that we're used to looking at Granted, well there's several notches above uh island of blood miniatures that's for sure oh yeah that's the other thing uh these are not i mean even even the simple guys are like five pieces four or five pieces to put together which mm-hmm. is not a lot for a, a regular. Hey, I build models. That dude holding that that corn guy holding the banner. Mm-hmm. That was, I, dude. There was a lot of pieces to that, and putting together that that stupid ponytail he's got that's been braided through somebody else's spine. Oh. <laughs> and getting those pieces, lining them up, getting them glued in there. Right. It was. I mean, this is not like this is not. This is certainly not uh, battle for skull pass. Uh, right. Yeah. And not- it's, Push fit. Yeah, and it's still and it is leaps and bounds even over Island of Blood. This is they're assuming that when you're buying this that you can at least build a halfway decent model, you right. know, with a few pieces. There's no push fitting going on here. So okay. that's a preview of the box. What else comes in the box? Dice, two beautiful blue measuring sticks. Um the instructions on how to put the guys together, and then like I said, this ninety six page book which has all of their stats and the story in six scenarios i'm i'm seeing the, the picture that they, does it come with a couple of decal sheets or yes there it? are a couple okay. of decal sheets in there okay uh, i never use decal so i don't know but you know little stars and half moons and things in there i, I honestly i wasn't even paying enough attention to them mm. because i never use decals so i apologize <laughs> no problem but uh <laughs> Yeah, as I said, the book, there are six scenarios, uh, and we can get into that a little more later, um, but uh, even those are to teach you how to play the game and sort of get you a feel for the rules and stuff like that, uh, and they build up based on what's in your set. The last scenario actually says you can use everything in the set and anything else you got, too, if you bought more, because like huh. that last scenario, if you want to build it up to a bigger game. Right. They said, Scenario 5 uses the whole set. Scenario 6 says, use the whole set. If you've got two sets, go ahead. you got more than that, just throw it all in there. So nice. you just okay. sort of expand it and get a feel for it. So right. that's, there's, there's your sort of quick unboxing, I guess, in the news. That's what you can expect if you haven't picked one up yet or if you're going to pick one up. If you're planning on it, so. yeah. So and I guess that would get through most of the toolbox too, wouldn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. 
because basically that's all I've done was kind of look at this, and we've been looking at the new rules. Mm-hmm. So even though the toolbox was brought to us by Chaos or Chaos or Superstore, um, that we're not going to go into the full depth. I mean, sure, yeah, we'll we'll tool it up big time next time. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's that's about everything for news and rumors in the toolbox. Do we want to? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, yeah, say farewell break. to Eve. Okay. Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night, to Friday Night Magic. There's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. We strike a good harmony, but it never comes through on the when we air. Nope. You'll never make a monkey out of me. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. I quote the Simpsons musical version of Planet of the Apes, and you got to bring in West Side Story. Oh I my have God. no idea. That's the only musical line that I know. <laughs> when you're a jet, then you're a jet all the way. Son of music. Oh like, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Just musicals you out on a on a hill on a field. Right, spinning right. around singing. So, eighth edition. Eighth edition. Okay. Um, I can't believe it's gone, dude. Well, it's still here for a few more days. <laughs> but yeah, five years in one day. That's how long eighth edition was with us, or will be with us. July tenth, two thousand ten, to be replaced by the Age of Sigmar, July eleventh, two thousand fifteen. Seems longer than that. Five years in a day. I guess that makes sense. There have been five years of bits. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. But um, So what were some of the highlights or lowlights of 8th edition for you? Well, I, do you remember just... Now, I'm not even comparing... I'm not trying to compare the hubbub before anybody gets mad between 7th and 8th and 8th and this. 7th and 8th was a cha- a big change right. in the same game. The 8th of this is not a change. It's a whole new game. So I'm not trying to compare. But just do you remember, like, okay, first you get the book, and I actually looked at the fluff and noticed that the timeline got pushed back to before Archaon mm-hmm. and Pre-Storm of Chaos, which 
everyone was like, wait, what? Why would you do that? Like, everyone was hoping. Right, right. Why did they re- go back in time, essentially? Don't you remember everybody saying that they hope they kind of push the, 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 the timeline forward? Let's have something happen. I hope something happens. Let's see what's going to happen. Nothing. We're right. turning the clock backwards on you. Um, but magic was crazy. It was outrageous. Yeah, magic was insane. It was outrageous. Everyone you know, was, was very different. Out. I remember Christopher coming up that day, and I remember he was the first person I think who really that I knew who said it like to the like in the public. You know, it was just I remember the game had been out just maybe a couple of weeks, maybe almost a month, mm-hmm. and he was just like looking at this, and he's like, he was the guy who was going to take the uh, the power scroll. So any doubles. Oh right! Any doubles? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was the big over? purple sun guy, right? No, he yeah, he was, or he was even the fireball grenade. He said, "Take the level one out there for dark elves. Mm-hmm. Use the power scroll. Throw seven dice. So any doubles is an irresistible force, and he's guaranteed it because he got seven dice. Because remember, they used to be able oh, to throw they they get the extra, right? And uh, just run that level one up with that spell, whether it be that fireball or that whatever. Run him up there, six dice it, blow it up. And then uh, if he templates and starts taking things out. Right. He was the guy who literally said, run right up within an inch of the other unit, like on oh, the flank geez. if you can. And yeah, not so, my style, but, uh, yeah, I could see it being useful. He was using the, the level one mage grenade. <laughs> you, could just, you could do that at range and keep that guy alive. But anyway, that's neither here No, but he there. was saying that when you roll, because remember, the, it was a lot of the uh, – because we were also unused to the to – the, Miscast chart. That was brutal. The big template. Yeah. Chris is like, well, wow, if I'm going to put a big template down, why do I want to hurt my own guys? I'll run over there and blow up on your guys. So that's why he would just yeah, run that, that was, level one up and blow up, purposely I, try to blow I, them up. I always thought that was, that was such a dicey maneuver to try to get that big template off. Yeah, but for a 100-point guy, he's like, I'll run up there, do all the damage I can. He's, I'm convinced I can do it. No, maybe. 100 points is 100 points. That is. Then again, 80 points is 80 points. And now, no points. No <laughs> points. So, so what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top of my head. That's where my <laughs> no one has is. one, I guess. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the power scroll that brings back memories. That yeah. was like the broken item, right? The the big offender. In the yeah, because you could just play that scroll, and then any doubles made it irresistible force, and then you'd get the the dark elves who could throw all the dice they wanted. Still, yeah. Uh, so I just oh, remember people freak. Dude, we did like two or three episodes just going through the magic. I remember the episodes were actually called the cheater phase because it was just like. You're going to throw that purple sun and wipe out my whole low-initiative low army. Low-initiative right. armies are going to have no place in the game ever again because that spell, you know, what fun is that? Well, well I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, that, the Mind Razor, the, the Dwellers. So, yeah, uh, I mean, the spells were there that were crazy, too. Yeah, I just I remember people really freaking out. Christopher yeah. was really freaking out. He just, he, he was... Yeah, I remember we we talked about that. The magic phase to me at that time was the most stressful part of the game because it could just end your game at a single roll. Well, and plus, but we're working off with all the old books and all the old stuff later, and some people it it was it was kind of out of balanced. Uh, eventually, it wasn't as like it, it came into some semblance of. Well, they they eroded the the power scroll. Yes, they did. That, yeah, it was, it was a that welcome in, change. Yeah, in the white dwarf, just saying, hey. Now it just ca- changes the casting cost to half. Right. And I think you have to use it on – you couldn't use it on the boosted level spells either. Correct. Right. So you couldn't take the three-die fireball and cast it for half. Mm. It had to be a basic spell. So, yeah, that suddenly you didn't see the power scroll anymore. 
And yeah, for the butter, I think everyone benefited from that. Uh, I I just wish that they did more of that, more of that fine tuning. Yeah, that was always. I think that's always been a complaint that's always been, that we've yeah, had. Right. Is they 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 weren't they were not they were not as active with their erratas and their FAQs as they could have been. Mm. Well, mean, with um, the AOS being what it is and units being released with their own stats, you would think that that opportunity is now there for them. Oh, that's another rumor. Actually, we I got the, a couple of the emails today. I get the you know the White Dwarf uh, subscribe to their little newsletter. I have their app and stuff like that. And the new app that is coming out is got the rules right there on there for your iOS or you can use it on your phone or your tablet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're basically going to have the uh, the rules and all the uh, all the uh, war scrolls, which is another word for stat card. In case anyone has missed it, mm, okay. so it's, it's going to have all the war scrolls. It's going to have that, and it's going to have like its own little built-in way to build your army lists right there on uh, the app. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, so that's coming out. Is that uh, Mac and Android friendly? I believe so. Okay. I believe cool. so. Um, let's see what else. Magic was crazy. <laughs> this is the first time we started picking up buckets of dice, too. Yeah. Because remember the number of attacks? Oh, my God. You're attacking both ranks with how many guys? Right, right. Extra you weapons and frenzy. attacks? What? Yeah. I, I do remember that. That was actually a, Say what you will. I like rolling a lot of dice. I do, too. I, I'm not, I, that was one thing I never complained about. You know, mm. if you had guys with two attacks in the front rank and then you were fighting in a horde, suddenly you had 40 attacks. And if you were right. elves, suddenly you had another rank of attacks. It got crazy. Rolling and yeah, it did get crazy. And couple that with steadfast. That was the good. That was the counter for all those attacks. Oh, so, yeah. If I have more ranks than you, I yeah, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, yeah. So individual I'm models stubborn. really mattered because if you want to maintain that steadfast, maintain that last rank. The one model could be the difference. But even if you are butchering them, they're not going to run. So it, 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 it took some power away from the guys who, you know, were these awesome killing machines. Because remember back in 7th, if you took out my front rank, my champion got to attack back, and that was it. And that's it, yeah. I'd get that was the attacks. day of the chariot. Chariots were so uh, useful back then. Now, nowadays, mm, kind of as a defensive zone controller. But, Redirect yeah, or two, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I remember that. Now, the day it came out, there was a couple of things that were that was going on. Um, oh, you know what else is crazy? There was terrain in the middle of the table. Yeah, lots of it, too. But you didn't have to have that one-foot bubble, one-foot radius bubble right. in the middle. From the center. Yeah. To keep the center open. So you'd be like, oh, my God. But then it could run right through it anyway. So it was like dangerous terrain if you run through it, but right. maybe not. But people were going crazy with all the terrain on the table. Um, pre-measuring was insane. Pre-measuring everything that was going to make the game. Remember when everyone said the game's going to be a half hour longer because everyone's going to be measuring every little thing and trying to figure out what their absolute best move is. If anything, it made it faster, right? Yeah, because we could just agree on stuff and be done with it. Right. I need this. Okay, we yes, you need that. But remember People are when agonizing you could, over the, like the, the quarter inch, like is this charge in? I don't know. Well, and then it's like, well, I'm measuring. Should I measure this? And then you're measuring everything around that guy. Like people were, they, he's going to measure his distance to every single unit. Try to pick out his. Well, you know, kind of, yeah, but it actually goes really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember the day it came out. Hordes were the most powerful thing. All your archers and cavalry were going to start collecting dust on the first day that the, after the first day that this was released. Because the steadfast hordes of things, they just... Right, the know, Death Star, right? Yeah. 
you know, you're going to run with 50 or 60 Skaven slaves right next to each other with a general behind them. They're going to be steadfast on a, you know, a 9 or a 10, you know, with their ranks and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, wow, really? I just killed like 20 Skaven and they killed 15 of these guys. Or, you know, your knights just couldn't do it. Your knights couldn't get yeah. through it. You're no, no more half points. No more half points. No more points for controlling a quarter of the table. Right. Table quarters. That, that was gone. Controlling, um, you know, controlling the table quarters, I didn't miss as much as I thought I would. I, I really didn't miss it at all. I, yeah. I think it's, that's fine for a scenario, but for every game to have that, I thought it was a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean, it forced you to have little banners and take things, but it was one of those things where it's like, well, you don't have to take table. You don't have to control the board. That was what it was. Everyone's like, you don't have to control the board anymore. The yeah, GW you can just fight care, stuff. But, yeah. You can kill stuff. So not controlling the board was sort of a big change, and I know people had a lot of... Uh, concern about i i personally didn't didn't care well, as much i think what a lot of people had concern of this is the big one was charges going to random oh yeah that was a massive massive change and a lot of people couldn't deal with it a lot Once, of people still I think, don't like it yeah they still don't like it me personally but, i i i like what it brings to the table as far as narrative gaming goes I do too because the best plans always you know has a chance of failure right i think that's what that represents and you know what I, I know you and I can both name at least two or three times where we've sat down and I've and I've been the one yelling at this twelve right here, this twelve right here, right. and you're shaking your dice. You know you need a twelve. You're calling. You hit that table, and even if you hit the eleven, people just scream and yell like, "Oh, right. he's so close!" But when you hit that twelve, and you're running something down or running to it, it's it's fun. Like you said, it makes for a fun game. Does it make for it does make it gaming? Fun. I don't know. I mean, conversely, if you need that five to make that chart, that that charge, you roll snake eyes. It's like, oh no, <laughs> you guys. And then I remember. Then you're like, oh, you guys just don't trust your general. They don't trust right. the leadership. That, that that's your little story part. Yeah, because we've had times where you have three or four attacks. In fact, uh, one of the games I had at, at at Blood in the Sun, guy literally he had he only had to get off a five inch charge in the flank. That was it. But he had three guys charging from the front. He was charging with all of them trying to make sure that at least somebody got in. And he did a 9, a 10, and a 10. Hit all three of them. Jeez. Three chariots in the front. And then a flank of Chaos Knights on the side. And let me tell you, three three chariots in the front, they might not have, they might not be as good as they used to be for doing oh, stuff. Oh, well, that many. Three yeah. chariots in the front messes up your world. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's those type of things that made for the sort of interesting games. And I think that was a big shift. Eighth... You know, parts of it were less tactical and more random. Mm. Um, but there was a big, a sort of a big shift with GW saying, "This, this is the way this is going to be. We're not worried about a sixteenth of an inch anymore. We'd rather you decide that ahead of time and play the damn game." Than I, I thought Eighth that. was a resounding success. I, I really think it was the strongest edition, going back to Sixth, which is when I started. The, the strongest edition that I that I had played to this. To this point, I only saw the rules for sixth. Literally, I started playing and painting models and reading the rules when seventh had come out. So, like, I knew about sixth. I'd seen it played. I never actually even got to play it. So, I pretty much knew seventh to eighth. Mm. Um, and I think we all know. Yeah, we both love eighth, but we also enjoy just sitting around in the basement. And that's one of the things I'm really going to miss. As as those is those, and I mean, who knows if Age of Sigmar is going to have it or not, but. Big, you know, four or five thousand point giant. Hey, let's play out this scenario with this thing. Right, our three game scenario. 
Right. Well, it's Age of Sigmar seems to be a skirmish game, and that's fine if you're looking for a skirmish game. Is that what fantasy players want? I think that's part of the problem. Was why you're seeing a lot of uh, angst on social media is because they want their big battle line visual games. Yep. Oh, I don't yeah. think this this doesn't deliver quite. And that's something. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get into when we yeah. get into that because, and I'm hoping that that's part of what's going to be coming out. Is they're going to just be like, look, you can do. I mean, you. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that 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 definitely needs a little more fleshing out. But uh, that I loved, and I still I still would like to. I, I think. I, I mean, I haven't. I'm not throwing away my eighth edition stuff. There's no point to it. I've got it all here, my books and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's no reason why we. You know, you can't. I, my question is, is, when are you going to? You know what I'm saying? And well, we should talk about that we'll too. Get to that later too. Yeah. Eighth edition and and that subculture. Where is that headed? Is there something? Is there a spot for that? Should we table that one for when we get into the at the end of this into the age yes, of Sigma? Yes, yes, absolutely. Right, you're going to make a note so we don't forget coming back yeah, to that. Uh, sure, excellent. Yeah, so that I mean, it was just. I mean, it was. It was eighth was kind of a big change. People kind of went crazy. Uh, you know, there were people trying to you know get the biggest benefit out of Purple Sun by throwing it down the side and getting the extra twenty units mm-hmm. in because it you know it couldn't stop. They had to come in and say, no, 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 it kind of stops when it normally stops, and then it just moves past the rest of the way. Right. They had to stop the gaminess. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of gaminess, this was also the, the age of the conga line. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's just silly. Yeah. You know, ref- well, it was the swift reform that really allowed for the conga line. Mm. Uh, you didn't, now you didn't just reform. You could swift reform, pass a leadership test, and sort of reform, and then still move. So people would do that weird stretch out. So that they could move forward and then walk into a building, which is yeah, that's that's just very odd. I, I just wish the gaming community as a whole would embrace common sense where it was applicable and not bend those rules to gain the gain an advantage. Maybe that's too idealistic a point of view. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've done it. I've turned around and, and put my units too wide or something like that, saying, "Listen, I'm not going to give you." A huge opportunity to bring all your stuff in and wipe my things out. I'm just I'm throwing. Right, I'm going to stop you here. Yeah, I mean, I think I did that against you with your orcs and goblins with my ghouls because it was literally going into turn six, and I'm like, if you charge this unit and wipe it out, you win. Mm-hmm. If you don't, right. I win. So I just turned and went too wide and about seven or eight deep, and I'm like, you cannot kill enough to get this. Right. Like even if you even if you totally combat res out and get all your attacks, right. I still have one model left. And I totally gamed it. <laughs> like, look, I got, I have to live one more turn. Yeah, and game wise, yeah, that that makes sense. Just, just, I don't know. If, if for in a game that's simulating mass combat, that sort of thing would never happen on a battlefield. Oh, true, true. No, so. exactly. So, I mean, you know, those things happened. Um, what I thought was a little weird, which happened in Eighth Edition, was that Eighth Edition came out in July of 2010, and then we didn't get anything. Mm. Forever. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Nine freaking months until Orcs and Goblins came out. And I remember telling someone this, and they're like, no way, that's not right. It had to be sooner. I'm like, it wasn't, because remember, it came out a month before Adepticon. Because Adepticon said they were mm. only going to accept, I don't know if it was the, the old. The yeah, old it was the, old, the original it, book. Yeah. Because it was it was under 30 days before Adept, right. you know, it was, was not even going to be out 30 days, because it was... Adepticon was middle of April, and this was coming out at the end of March. Right, and uh, it was. I remember be that because someone, sh- someone so- showed up to Adepticon with the new army, and they basically asked the crowd over the microphone, "Like, should we let them play?" And everyone was like, "Yeah, let them play." So they let them in. But uh, yeah, so yeah, the nine months, and then we get orcs and goblins, 
That was at the end of March. Yep. And then um, end of June, Storm of Magic came out, and everybody was mad because they wanted more army books. Right. <laughs> Jeez. That was such a controversy. You remember that? Yes. Like, oh, man, what is this? You we know, don't want this. We want another army. I mean, I think... You're, a, you're still about to defend it. I can hear it in your I voice. think as an expansion, it could have done better if they were to actually been putting out army books. But nobody wanted it. Like, that's not what anybody who played this game wanted. No. It had been almost a year. It had been 11 months, and we had gotten one army book, the Orc and Goblin book, which, compared to all the old books, wasn't as powerful. It really wasn't. I mean, do you remember that? It came out like it had the Arachnorock and it had some cool things. Mm, I, I don't know. I think it was powerful, it, but it ended up being a very shooty army, which doesn't feel like orcs and goblins, but that's where it eventually arrived. So in Eventually, the later, but in the beginning when it came out. It did, yeah, it didn't play like that. It took a while for, I think, the players to realize, okay, if I'm going to compete with this army, it's got to be from range, Photogoric and the rest of it. Right, but I'm say- what I'm saying also is with, with that being the only real 8th edition book out, Everyone else still playing with their sort of seventh edition rules. Even the stuff that it can do now, like, wasn't apparent. So, like, people got this. Oh, it's kind of cool and it does neat things, but it just it did not make a, a, the splash that I think that people would have hoped. That's my personal opinion. Like, it came out. Everybody yeah, bought maybe. it. Everybody bought it because it had been nine freaking months, right? And actually longer because they didn't put out any army books within the month or two before eighth edition dropped. So it had been probably almost a year. Since we've gotten an actual army book, so people no, that's, that's quite a drought. And then that, that's an Magic. eternity, really. Yeah. So Storm of Magic comes out, and uh, and I, I got okay. I got my uh, conspiracy theory on the nine month to almost a year gap between books. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and then between July of 2011, which was you know right after Storm of Magic, mm. and April of 2012, so like in another nine months or so. Ogres, Tomb Kings, VC, and Empire all come out. Mm-hmm. So you've got this huge influx. It literally, because it wasn't July, because the thing came out in June. So it was like August, uh, October, January, and April. You got four new books out, and uh, that was. The, I think that was a, that was a fun time. Meta started changing. Everyone had something new to play. You know, yeah. Tomb Kings almost saw a resurgence. Ogre Kingdoms went off the freaking chart. Uh huh. Well. <laughs> Mornfang, that was the oh, yeah. dawn of a new era right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the monstrous cav, the Mornfang, yeah. the unstoppable Morning. Now everybody's got it. Everybody's got that in a cannon. Well, a chariot that's a cannon? I mean, oh, that, that's, that's a big game changer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tomb Kings didn't, still never made the big splash. VC sort of balanced out, and then Empire. I'm still not certain what to think with Empire. It's still kind of, it seems balanced to me, but just never really did. Well, we're, we're now... Hoped. The eighth, the, the twilight of eighth, saw the rise of the the light council with empire yes. and all the cannons, steam tanks, and all that. So it, in the end, that kind of like the Orson goblins, it, it kind of was kind of like in the middle, but towards the end, it really ramped up in terms of power. It seems like when it came out, like its cool combo, like there wasn't an enemy for its cool combo to be so awesome against. Right. Yeah. But then new stuff came out. And you're like, wait a minute, I can go back to this. This would be really good against that. Like. Right, enter the Warriors of Chaos Demon Prince, right? right. That sort of thing. Um, and now, after the Empire comes out, what do we get next? Do you remember what happened after April of 2012? Not offhand, no. It's on the notes. Oh, you don't have Demons? Money. No. Well, yes, but 
How long? January 2013. Nine months. Nine months. That was the second nine-month gap. Another eternity. That is, yeah, too long. Two nine-month gaps. Two nine-month gaps between any releases. Good night, Morgan. Um, You know, from 8th Ed releasing to the first book, and then from the Empire book to the Demons book, two nine-month gaps. So what we're looking at really is uh, July, wait, August, September, October. Six months, two years and six months. In the two years and six months. So in the 30 months, the first 30 months this game is out, 18 of them have nothing coming out. So you're talking there was about a year's Almost worth of releases. right? And two years of nothing. A year and a half. Literally, or no, yeah. 18 months. Yeah, a year and a half of, of absolutely nothing. So what's your conspiracy? Well, here's I think that when the first when that when when Aethed rolled out, I think the, you know you had this long gap because I think there was sort of a testing ground. See how well it's going to sell that in the mm-hmm. Island of Blood. How well can we sell this with the new, you know, much larger units? Remember that was part of it. Sure. We all had to go back. We oh, God bless America. Now I got to go paint twenty more hammers because right, yeah. my unit Hordes. of twenty is useless. Steadfast. Twenties went to forties yeah. instantly. Right. So everything doubled down. So I think they were waiting to see how well that sold to make decisions on what they're going to do. Because part of it, you know, and some of this stuff, I know that they're working on the books early and they're working on uh, uh, mechanics of of the rules and stuff and they're play testing it. But fluff type stuff, the direction, the stories and things are going, that can be changed pretty much up to the last minute. Anyone in writing knows that. Until it's sent to the publisher, you can right, change sure. what's written there. Um Nine months in, you get orcs and goblins. People start buying the big kits. People start buying a lot of what they're selling, but it's still sort of like, eh, not as great. Um, you start to see that, uh, and then you get in that next four army books, you see hints at Archaon, and the Tomb Kings have that stuff with uh, Vlad in there, or not with mm-hmm. Vlad, with uh, Manfred, and, the, and the, the high elf you know girl getting stolen and stuff like that. Um, right. You know, all that stuff that happened later that really came into some sort of effect in, um, you know, in uh, end times. And some things were mentioned and sort of totally dropped. So then you get this, and then you get another huge nine-month gap. And what comes in? You've got demons and warriors, like a month apart, because the demons was the dual release. Mm-hmm. Then you got warriors. Then you got high elves, lizards, dark elves, triumphant treachery, dwarfs, and wood elves all over the next 15 months. And the fluff in all of these books, almost. Uh, demons Demons sort of re- re- revisited demons to this whole working together as a group, but still with the chart having the, the you know, the dis- disruption. Right, right. You've got warriors laying, sort of laying down this ground for Archaon still. Mm-hmm. Uh, High Elf, Dark Elf, and Wood Elf book all start talking about light and dark. Uh, the High Elf book directly goes into the story with Eliathra. Mm-hmm, right. The, the Dwarf book goes even more into the story with Eliathra. They're laying down the end time story. Stuff is going to start changing here. And I think depending on where the sales were going, I still think that sales would have depended sort of how this story ended personally. Um, mm. And that's just my conspiracy theory. Everybody's saying they had to change Warhammer because it was such a small percentage of their sales. They needed to start marketing it and getting it sold to a bigger audience, a younger audience, You know, more people that are going to come in and start buying stuff. 
And so are you saying after immediately after 8th for that uh, five, six months or whatever, when the sales weren't quite where they wanted, they said, okay, it's time to blow this thing up. Let's start laying the, the groundwork with think, these other book releases in order to head towards that? I think they started with – I think the first gap was we're seeing how this release goes and if people are embracing it. And I think after that initial drop-off, you saw a lot of people coming in and you saw some book releases. But I don't necessarily know that it was enough. Mm. And it, dude, I'm certain what I'm saying is complete nonsense. I'm just let me throw that out there. No, not necessarily. But I mean, what you're saying is intriguing to me, and that, I, I, you know, I think back. I think, back, I it think when you look at that second gap in time, and right after that, uh, that second long nine month of we're giving you nothing gap, you start to get all the books that start listing all the things that are coming for this big downfall. You've got your high elves on the light side, your dark elves on the dark side. You've got your wood elves who are the glue in between, light and dark. Look how mm-hmm. that story in Archeon wound up, and everything in these books leads to it. Right. It really does. It's all, you know, plus you had the other ones, the, you know, the blood and stuff, you know, the Empire story, the story of Manfred. They had a lot of those little supplements and little little storybooks, Sigmar's Blood. Yeah. Was that the you know that book that came out? All of that pushing towards this sort of end times thing, and I, I just I wonder if the sales were better. You know, if 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 we would have been able to attract more players, if which way the end times would have necessarily gone? Because you know, because we get to that part. Because look at that that glut of books, and they were coming fast and furious at that point. Every two to three months. We were getting something, you know. Yeah, at that point, though, I mean, it's very, it's very intriguing theory because we have a couple of gap, and then we've got the end times, and then every two months we right. got a Nagash, a Glotkin, Kane, Thankwell, Archeon, with the biggest surprise GW has pulled in years. Mm-hmm. That ending, seriously, even if you didn't know it was coming when you were reading, you didn't flip to the last page, like. They literally, I mean, we talked about it last episode. They they had everything going. To, at any point, the good guys could have pulled off the miracle. You know, it was like they had all those opportunities for the Hail right. Mary to win it. And GW kept letting them throw the Hail Mary. It's like, oh, no, it, no, it's incomplete. Failed it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, he's got, oh, no. Right, right. No. Oh, here's where it's going to happen. No. Yeah. So then the world ends. Five years. Twelve army books, two Forge World books, and five end times books, and we get to the end of the world. I loved Eighth mm-hmm. Edition; I really did. I know it got a little stale for people at the end. Um, you know, people who are looking forward to ninth. I know for you, the end times sort of made it stale. Yeah, that certainly did. It, it it's kind of soured my. You know what of, of my, my take on what the game was. In hindsight, do you see anything specific that it was? I mean, I, don't, I mean, I know we've talked this to death. But you haven't been on since we've been talking to end stories. Like you haven't covered the last couple books. It's well, it's a it's a combination of things. Like so, there's the you know they they started the end times and they had all these books which were great. I mean, they're good looking books. The story was compelling. You know, they had all these new unit combinations, and there were five of those books. And we spent, I don't know, how much was it? $400, $500 400 bucks, on those were books? 80 bucks a pop. So at the time, I thought, okay, well, it's expensive, but I'm going to buy into it because this is the game, and this is where they're taking it. So I'm going to I'm gonna hop on board, and let's see where it goes. So I, I bought them. So many months later, they're rendered obsolete because here we are, AOS. 
Well, right? we didn't know about that at the time. It wasn't Not until the about time. the second. I think it was about the th- when the third book came out that people really just started saying, "Hey, yeah. you know, bubble What's hammers coming. Here? This right. whole thing's going to be destroyed." Guess what? That was when the rumors started coming out that Ninth Edition was not going to be so much a Ninth Edition as a complete rewrite mm-hmm. with all so, new lands and all new stories. And that combination of the two, I know, sort of made you be like, "Meh, I don't." It, you know. Yeah, it was. It was also that. It was also okay. You have these new unit combinations available to you, so I, I, I didn't really go off the deep end and, and reconstruct my whole army to facilitate a list like that. But the option was there. And I just felt like, I don't know, dude. Like I, I, was I punched in the gut in that you were given all these options. You can go ahead and model it. You got to buy all these books, and now you can't really use those. Yeah, I guess in the in the in the long run, that's the problem. But I mean, you were sort of out by Kane before we knew that it would be obsolete. And that's yeah. what I, that's what I was asking. Was it the story, the way it was going, or did you just not like that the rules were getting silly? Because it I, I wasn't didn't really... like the rules were a little bit silly. I mean, like all the elves on the same team to me just do, did not, still does not really compute. Um, I it mean, makes sense even... in the grand story of the game that they, you know they're you know pulling back together to what they used to be for the sake of their own survival. I get that. You could hate your family. You know what I'm saying, but eventually, when it comes down to people are dying around you, you're gonna you're gonna cling to that family. If it you know if you got to trust somebody, that's who it's gonna be. I I, I bought that. Maybe I bought Maybe. I bought that. Um, the, I think that the 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 list combinations though that they came up with, I get that you want to be able to throw all three flavors of elves into one bag. But then giving them all the bonuses and doing all that stuff, it was when it was when the when the cool stuff that they were giving them, the new toys were really just over the top broken. That you know, like, the thing why is, why are you doing that? Why would you allow that? You know, that's where it started to annoy me. That's the right question because I, I feel that you know Malekith and all that whole thing, and it was it just wasn't fun. And that's the thing. Uh, I uh, well, we were doing it for tournaments though too. Yeah, I mean, and we had the whole discussion, you know, winning is fun and it, it's True. fun to win, et cetera. But even, I mean, I had a lot of games where I was either in it or it didn't matter if I was going to win or not. A lot of good, great games, especially at um, Holy Wars. That was a great oh, yeah. a great tournament for that. Uh, a lot of memorable games, a lot of good interaction. But I just remember thinking like, gosh, my the list that, that I'm bringing and... It's just, I don't know, I, I'm either smashing someone so one-sidedly that it's not a game, or I'm getting smashed so one-sidedly. There's no really in-between. Right. I don't and, know, I, I don't know again, if that was a function of me as a player, or of the list, maybe a combination of the two, I don't know. Well, you know what, let's, you know what, let's, we gotta take a break. Let's mm-hmm. take one, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about that, because... I think part of that depends. I think when when we were following scenarios in the books that they gave us or coming up with ideas for fun games to play, mm-hmm. those those things that they get were really cool. But as soon as you went and tried to play it with a big organized group, it got troubling. So let's right. talk about that when we on the other side. So okay, fair enough. All right, we'll be right back, folks.
Hey folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. So, tourney end times versus hobby end times. I know that you were just saying before the break how taking that you were either smashing or getting smashed. Right. Yep. Um, is do you stick? I mean, I I still I guess I kind of see that as sort of a side effect of bringing that stuff into the tournament. The the, the, the stuff that is obviously sort of. Over the top, L- lopsided. Let's call right. it lopsided. I mean, you know, everyone knows it's unbalanced. I'm not going to say it's you know, I'm not going to sit here and cry about overpowered, but it's definitely it. It makes things lopsided, and it can make mm-hmm. lopsided, like you said. Sometimes it was in your favor, and sometimes it was a, a completely mm-hmm. against your favor. I, I think it was the the dawn of you know. It, they always say that in fantasy, it's all about what you do with the models you bring. In 40k, it's all about your list, your list and what you bring. The, to me, this was the dawn of it's all about what you bring. It doesn't matter what you do with it on the table. It's, you're just going to have some bad matchups, and that's just going to be it. The, the game, a lot of times, could be over before it begins. Yeah, I got I, I, this that seemed to too. be the beginning of that. Yeah. Um, and there's a big disparity, and that's sort of an interesting thing, I think, even just between you and myself as a small little microcosm of what's going on. Um, we both love to play scenario-based fun games where we you know, set up things ahead of time. Hey, let's do this and that, where it's not the general rules. But we also enjoy going to tournaments. You go to a lot more tournaments than I do. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that 8th was really cool. Uh, and then I think End Times really started messing with the hobby, or with the, with the tournament scene. It, oh yeah, it did. It was huge. Um, it it really. I mean, and as a guy who likes to go to tournaments and doesn't get to go too often, I think we all remember. I was, I I I never thought they would be let in, and I was disappointed and vocal till the end that they were mm. let in, um, because it was just completely unbalancing and silly. Personally, I yeah. L- but in the end, I mean, given where we ended up. Would that have mattered? It would have been a, a one year of, okay, status quo. The tournaments are, are going to be as they have been. But I guess for me, I guess I'm, I'm bitter because both options end in the same. And the end times being what they were and now AOS being the new thing. Yeah. The, the, I mean, you're, yeah, you're right there. That was the eight months of – it was not even a year. It was eight months of 
this stuff coming out. And I mean, by the time Arcan came out, people, you know, there was nothing in Thankful. Thankful was such a waste of mm-hmm. of of uh, you know, just there was. I mean, there was well, Storm Fiends. There was formations. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, Storm Fiends came out and broke stuff. Right. But I mean, as far as you know, different legions and different big, huge changes. They got Storm Fiends. I mean, you know, you get Undead Legions in one. You get Chaos Legions in the next. You get crazy off-the-chain Elf Magic and Elf Legions mm-hmm. in the next. Mm-hmm. And then you get uh, Storm Fiends in a couple formations. Right. And then in the last book, you got, oh, just take anything. Just right. tell your story. Just take it. Listen, right. Trust us. It'll work. Um, yeah, I think that, I, and I understand how the tournament scene was just going to be like, you know, I'm sick of this. Now, some people embraced, some people loved it, especially if you had Skaven and Storm Fiends. Um, right. <laughs> those were like, I love it. The winning combo, right? Um, I don't know. I think uh, I still have a lot of fun with Eighth. And I would, it's weird. I feel weird. And we said we we're going to talk about this later. I would love to still play. Some Nagash and his Mortarks and a bunch of undead versus whatever high elf, dark elf, wood elf combo you want to bring at me. Just see what would happen. You know what I'm saying? There's 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 cool opportunities there for a really fun afternoon of just hey, let's see what happens. Yeah, I could I could I could be down with that. Uh, Scenario the, stuff. The end times, you know, O and G list with um, what's his name. Gorbad or uh, not Gorbad, Grimgor. Grimgor, yeah, duh. yeah, and him being the incarnate of beasts, that could be a lot of fun. Well, yeah, and the way it's described in the book too, it's like every time he swings his choppa, he basically basically sets off Wisson's wild form. Right. Yeah, I mean the whole army's like the steroided out. It's, it was so mm-hmm. cool, and that could be fun. And I'd like to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I still would like to do that. I don't, there's no reason why we can't. Right. Um. But then the question is, do we want to? And I think that's well, a weird question coming up with Age of Sigmar is we've got this new game with this whole new style. And Eighth is still there, and there's still tournaments being played for the next few months that are still playing Eighth. Well let's let's talk about that. So there's sure. been some talk about Eighth Edition. Could it could it live on as its own subset? Kind of like Swedish comp. Eighth edition would become its own thing, like a tournament circuit scene. Okay, and we can, a few adjustments aside, whatever those may be, but it would it would it would live on. Do you think there's any legs to that? Do you see that being a viable option? I, you know what, I would like it to because it seems like fun. Let me tell you, Blood Bowl did. Blood Bowl doesn't get any more support, and they haven't supported right. it rules-wise in years. Right. And Blood Bowl still has tournaments of, you know, and some are 25 guys, 26 guys. Some are upwards of 60 and 70 guys. Is that as much as our huge GTs? No. Would I like to see 8th Ed GTs continuing that only ran between 30 and 60 guys? Hey, if you can get 50 or 60 guys together, that's still good for me. I'll still play that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. You know, it totally could. But, you know... It's another question of, A, if it's not going to get any support, how long are you going to do it? Well, you know, Blood Bowl shows that you could, but then again, Blood Bowl, you only need like 15 models, you know? Right. If I'm going to spend all this time and, you know, am I just going to keep playing 8th or am I going to find a new game? And if we find a new game, whether it's Age of Sigmar, Kings of War, Wrath of Kings, King of Kings, 
you know, uh, Joker's Wild, whatever the name of the game <laughs> right. is, you're, you know, whatever you're playing, your your Infinity, your Malifaux, your 40K, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. If that suddenly becomes your new main game, because it's a game that's still being supported and still growing and and still is getting more people in its community, how much time and effort do you have to putting into playing Eighth when it's not supported? And I guess that's my only question. I don't know. I maybe I, mean, I like the idea of it. I see it over time, though. If people are going to move on. They're going to get bored. You know, there's no new army books to, to keep people that's, interested. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, without any support, is there enough here on, on, on a game of this scale to keep it going? People still play Necromunda. People still play Gorka Morka. People still play Battlefleet Gothic. None sure. of these things. And once again, and I, keep, I can bring a Blood Bowl all day. None of them are supported, and they still have a a, 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 a strong know, a, following, a, right? And some stronger than others, you know. Well, I think the difference is though that those games are meant for for fun, right? They're they're built for the fun aspect. Where True. if you keep eighth going, eight point five or whatever you want to call it, that's strictly for tournament play. Yep. And I think that 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 creates a ceiling for it in terms of longevity. And there's a lot of other games that are just made for tournaments. Why? You know, why this one? And I love fantasy. You know, I'm not saying why this one to put down fantasy. I'm saying I just, I don't know how you keep it going more than, say, the next year. Year, right. I don't know. I just saw some discussion about that. I don't know keep eighth going. I'd like to see the tournament scene going. I would like to see a way to take what they've given us and turn it into a fun and worthwhile tournament game i can't believe i'm hearing myself even say that uh, but well we should we should touch on that uh, on the age of sigmar portion sure, sure. there's a lot to dissect there so there is and i mean i guess we've pretty much ended up with everything that you know eighth has done yeah. i mean i had i had so much fun in eighth i don't care if you think it's a good game for tournaments or whether you believe in comp or no comp or whatnot dude eighth was really cool we had tons of models on the table we rolled buckets of dice and we made a lot of friends too. Yeah, between Bits and Screw City and Wapaka. I mean, on and on. You know, the one day tournaments. Uh, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we gonna talk about this? Are we getting into our feels here? Because I can do this, and I don't. I have no shame. I don't mind doing it. I just. What do you mean? Well, I mean, we. Dude, we made a lot of friends in the community here. I think, at least after this weekend, at least in our area. I mean, there, there's there's a shakiness going on here, and I'm not, and it's not whether people are Age of Sigmar sucks. I never want to play it, or Age of Sigmar is awesome. I think we should play it. At the very least, let's acknowledge just acknowledging that nobody knows how this will work for a tournament. So nobody knows where the future of the tournament scene is. Mm-hmm. So the last three four months that GW has told us nothing after Archeon come out and they blew up the world, and they told us nothing about where this game is going to go mm-hmm. other than something new is coming, and boy is it new. Right. Um, you know, we've all been sitting wondering what's going to happen to the tournament scene, and now we've got this game, and we still have absolutely zero answers. And uh, it, it is making people nervous. And it's, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel. I, I think you have a high level of anxiety because of that, because of that uncertainty. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know what it is, David? I mean, it's Me life. personally Things, or everybody? Uh, everybody. You and I talked before, and you voiced some anxiety about that, but. It is, you know, it is life. People are, they move on to other things and, 
you know, friendships are made, they don't last forever and they, people move on to different groups. So that's, that, that happens. And I, that's, that's what's happening now. It's just scary because it's never happened. We, our group or the fantasy community, such as it is on forums and, and, and social media and everything has never come across anything like this. It's right. always been a strong community. Well, the thing is people come and go with every edition. You know, with every edition, some people join, some people leave, some people. But this isn't a new edition. This is Age of Sigmar, which is a whole new game. And right. you know what? I mean, Grant was saying it a lot. Grant, you know, I mean, I talked to him, and I, Grant at first said, he's like, I'm out, I'm done, I'm not playing. Then he mm-hmm. said, you know what? I'll give it a try. You know, he's playing a little bit with his sons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, he's like, but this isn't Warhammer. And that's his huge that's thing. His he goes, even right. if Warhammer's awesome. Even you know, even if Warhammer Age of Sigmar is awesome, it's not Warhammer. Like we've been playing it for the last, I think, what five editions. You know, I think second and third were really different because I remember that guy sent me that second edition rulebook. Remember, showing it to you and all sorts of weird right, stats right. and no, stuff. No. So I think what going from third to fourth, I think, is where it really changed to what we know Warhammer as. Well, but even they, then, that was the world. I mean, the, the the game changed a lot, but it was still the same world, the same. They're they're marketing it marketing it pretty heavily. GW is that this isn't a, f- a replacement for fantasy. This is its own game, and it very much is. I mean, it's a skirmish game. It's not Warhammer Fantasy as we knew. knew well, I don't it. know. They're not saying it's not fantasy. They're just saying it's not Ninth Edition. This isn't this isn't Warhammer Fantasy. Well, ninth fa- edition. yeah, fantasy in the sense that you, what you and I, you know, right. to this point have have been accustomed to. Yeah, no, this, it's, this it's new a game, is a, game. It's a skirmish game. Yeah. Right? Well, I, well, it doesn't have. I mean, yeah. There's no movement trays, if that's what you mean. It's yeah, not no ranked trays. models. People, yeah, you know, the, the the units C360. They can move wherever. I mean, it's a very. It feels very much. It is a skirmish game. Yeah, it's not organized battle lines where you have you know flanks and and all all this stuff. It's a totally different dynamic. So I think you have to look at it as a completely separate entity, and that will make it more digestible if you consider it a, a separate, totally separate game. It's an easier. Uh, cut to make the easier break to make yeah especially when you consider that the rumor is that okay large-scale battles or and or competitive play in the age of sigmar arena is is forthcoming if you buy into that rumor it makes it a little bit easier to digest okay let's talk about that for a little bit i wanted to talk about that for a couple of minutes the whole all right so gw sells us all of this stuff, and you you touched on it, and I I didn't want to get too much into it, but I, I'm I'm I, I'm steamed at this little bit myself. They knew that this was the new game, even if they didn't know till that second nine month break. They've known for two years, you know, or maybe you know however long time that they work on developing and getting a new game, and you know how long does it take to get a models from concept to to built? Right. What is that like? What a good. It's a good. At least twelve months, right? Or something like that. I have no idea. Months, I'm yeah. sure. So they've got that going minimum for getting all the stuff for this box set and the new worlds and the new stuff that they're going to be rolling out. This all had to be in concept. Meanwhile, they just ramped up the production of all the other stuff that was that they had. Mm-hmm. You got all this, all this new, the new. Uh, new army books with with the new models, and then as you pointed out, four hundred dollars at least on the U.S. market for mm-hmm. for uh, end well, times books. Yeah, and there's <sighs> that kind of steams me a little bit. That's a lot of money to ask me for, just to say, hey, this is how we're going to end your world. 
Like, I guess I wasn't expecting my world to be ended. And well, and did. then, hey, if you want to buy into the new one, this new box set is great. Great new models and everything. It's only going to cost you $125. That's if you want the new models, though. They did offer you everything you need is well, online for free. Everything granted, you need is online for yeah. free with your existing armies and the rules. It's all there for free. You can start playing their new game for free. If you want to start with the new toys and get the new models, then you're going to shell out your buck and a quarter. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm still a little steamed about all that money for end times. That seems like a, a that's that's that last bit seems like a pocket dig to me. Hey, you just took four dollars to me, knowing you were going to obsolete this, right? And it's not so much. I mean, I guess I was just expecting a little bit more in this release that had at least some of that stuff related to it, or at least some purpose to yeah, what it was, happened there. It was there. still relevant in some respect. Something. You know, I, I swear I thought there was going to be skirmish and, and then sort of a large level and then the, the apocalyptic end times level. Maybe there will still be that. Who and knows? there might still be, but we can't really talk about what might be. we got to talk about what's on our plate, you know? Yeah. Um, and here's my other th- – and here's the question. This is the thing I want to get to. So they destroy our world, and they give us a whole new world or a new nine realms. So we got a new – we have a new location and a new game. And my And I guess my question is – I get you're making a new start. I get you're trying a new thing. How necessary was it to redesign the whole world? How necessary was it to take away not only the Warhammer players' game that they loved, but then take away the place it was in? Mm, uh, That's such an open-ended question. Do you know Uh, what I'm saying, though? Does that make sense what I'm saying? uh, Yeah, I I do. Was it necessary, though, to make these new nine realms and and get rid of the world? I mean, that's where the punch in the guts is kind of coming in for me. It's like... I think they're trying to make a clean break and... As it's you know, it's like a band aid. I guess it, as clean as you can. You've got to rip it off fast. Right? You still got the same old armies. You're getting some of the same old the old characters in there because they're pictures in there and they're being named in this book. Mm, it's the same, but it isn't. I mean, they've right. renamed all the names. They're the same, but they're different. Elves uh, with an A, you, you know, Oryx. Elves, Oryx. That's that's IP business. I mean, did they? <sighs> did they? Did they? But it's all part of the same package. You know, right. they're. they're so I think the, the I, system well, is so different, round bases and all that. It's so different that they they probably thought, okay, well, just it's going to hurt to change it. So let's just change the whole thing and let's you know, make it our IP. <laughs> it, it, so then the IP changes way. are just secondary. I, I mean, I've, they've told me about the nine realms, but I guess that's part of it. As we get into this, this this starter box is really just that. It's just a starter box. There's mm-hmm. no way this is the whole game. I'm not talking about the rules. There is no big red book coming, apparently, or big rule book, you know? Oh, there's not. Well, that's what they said. There's no big big rule book coming. There's going to be more okay. scenarios and more... I mean, we talked about that in the news and rumors section. They said there's not. I, I thought there were. They were going to release that, but no. I thought they said they were going to be releasing something that had to do with big, with bigger games and with tournaments. But these are all the stuff that they were saying at Forge World. Was, these are all going to be considered like expansions. This is the basic four-page core rules. Now, maybe there's going to be more rules. I don't know. I don't know because GW is keeping a tight lid on this. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's going to be more. Maybe this is the skeleton they build on, and it it is what it looks like, which is all the variety comes right. from the scenarios and from the character sheets. Maybe it's going to be more, but they you know they keep saying there won't be a big 
set of rules because it's not necessary. They've got a, all the rules are right here for free. Uh, everything else is going to be scenarios and the new models coming out. I mean, even for this, there's nine realms with all sorts of new stuff, and they're, they've mentioned this 98-page, 96-page book only mentions uh, Azir, the realm of heavens, and the realm of the you know the chaos realms, you know, mm-hmm. or or wherever they are at the moment, whatever this place it is that they're landing on here. Mm. Um, and some of the fluff is funny. Uh, basically, it looks like they were all hidden pretty well from chaos until Sigmar started jumping between places. Mm-hmm. And well, that, that they, seems to be the new uh, take on things. So up till now, it's always been chaos has been the invader, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like the angle that they're taking now is okay. Well, the good guys are now going to start striking back, and Sigmar, he's going to morph these guys into super warriors, and they're going to take the fight to chaos. Yeah, you know, that seems that's the angle, right? It's kind of you know, we can talk the fluff. I think next episode, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the fluff. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a chance to at least look at it. You could knock this thing off in an afternoon, mm. uh, but you can at least look at it and talk a little about. But I mean, so there's weird stuff. I mean, I'm making friendship necklaces and stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then he's using his power to create these warriors, which we talked about. I mean, he literally picks the best warriors, zaps them into his realm, and then physically alters them into super beings. So you know, space marines, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that's the fluff, and that's what we're getting. Do you want to talk a little bit about these rules at all? We've got some time left. Like I said, I just I know we're getting initial thoughts. We haven't played any games. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So we've got the four-page of rules. It tells you what a war scroll is and what units are. So, okay, so before we get even that far, right? So war scrolls, uh, is it just a one-to-one? Like you bring your war scroll, I bring mine, and that's presumed to be equal? Um, I don't think so um, because that's not how they talk about laying it out, and a lot of these war scrolls set up minimums but not maximums. So how do you know... What is a fair game? Or well, that's part you of and it. I decide to play AOS. Okay, you bring your VC. I bring my my grots or whatever they are now. Yeah, your goblins or whatever. Okay. So how do we decide? Like how big? A, normally, we'd say okay, twenty four hundred. What's the equivalent of that now? There isn't, and that's part of the big problem here. Is that and I, I I've, I've said several times. And I'm going to keep saying. You know, I'm hoping that these are some things that are going to be addressed as more stuff comes out because this is obviously. Once again, you look at the starter set, and even in the even in the scenarios, it's just these first two little groups, and there's going to be a lot more coming. Right. Um, scenarios, hopefully, will help to balance that out a bit, and then they've got this sudden death that's supposed to balance it out. I mean, you kind of this is where you have to have that conversation beforehand. You know, bring what you want, but if uh, I mean, are we talking tournament or are we talking just playing? No, just you and I playing. Okay. Garage. You know, what are you going to bring? And I guess you kind of got to give them a bit of a head start. Hey, what are you going to bring? I don't know. I was going to bring a couple of, you know, you know my typical mm-hmm. uh, VC stuff. Some some zombies, some skeletons. Uh, I'll take a couple of characters, that type of thing, just to give them an idea. Um, they built into that hole. If you have more, what is it, 25% more? Oh, here we go. Yeah, sudden death victories. If one army has a third more models than the other. The outnumbered player can choose one objective from the sudden death table to get their major victory. Um, I think part of it is that they said the balance is supposed to come in in that uh, you fight and you get a major victory. Let's see. If you destroy... Most battles are fought to the bitter end. So if you completely wipe out your opponent, you get a major victory. 
if you don't fight your battle all to the end or the outcome is not obvious, then you say the number of models removed based off the number of models originally set up for the battle. So mm. we may not have an even number of models on the board. It depends on how much you're you're taking off. But I mean that could you're right, that could totally be lopsided. There is nothing in here that is explaining balance. People have said maybe the number of wounds. Yeah, that doesn't that's well, the number a of good, models, you know, saying a number of models, you know. No lowest number of wounds is a good it's good because it's the lowest common denominator insofar as what we have right now. So I can right. see that, but that doesn't to me that doesn't feel right either. Well, I mean that helps then when you've got a ten or twelve wound model that's not counted as one the same as one of your goblins. Right, but you does know, that ten or does that fourteen wound dragon does that equal fourteen goblins? No way. Uh because it's too powerful or because it's not yeah. Because it's too powerful. Fourteen goblins. I'm not going to take out a fourteen wound start. Well, what dragon? It's possible. Still a thing. I don't know. Uh, mm, depending on how I, these rolls go. Well, the way they've set stuff up now, it could. I mean, it, I mean, okay. Let's. You know, we're kind of getting. We're kind of getting right, off yeah, there. So right. So um, maybe. Maybe. But, who so knows? this is a big problem. Right off the bat is yeah. and it's a forty five minute discussion just to figure out what to what to play. Now, right? I, once again, I'm not worried about it being. Now, you could just totally go with a. Hey, Bring something close to what we normally bring, too, that, you know, we normally play 2,400. Bring something close to that sort of a list. Right. You know, um, but, yeah, you definitely got to have a conversation beforehand, and you can set up, you know, what you want. Um, But this sudden death thing is set up, so if I do have a lot more models than you, then uh, you can pick assassination where you pick a hero, wizard, priest, or monster, Mm -hmm. uh, slay the unit. The enemy player picks a unit with the hero, wizard, priest, or monster keyword and kill that unit. And units can be just one character. So, And that's before like deployment and before the game actually starts? No, right? that's so- after you deploy. Cause here, okay, let's talk about deployment. First of all, um, you want to deploy. You, you, you know, you're supposed to be put down your terrain. Terrain's got all sorts of little mysterious features and stuff that they've got on there. That's actually one of the things that they put out is scenery. So when they put out all those... Uh, lists mm-hmm. for all the armies there's a scenery list in there too if you look at the all the lists that talks mm-hmm. about different scenery that you like the different pieces of GW terrain that you can buy right and different bonuses they give you know what i thought was cool remember the fortified mansion that you could buy that was basically the house the wizard's tower and the fences and walls pieces like those three terrain pieces all in one kit right that's actually here now it says a fortified manor is and it says it's the walls, the building, and the tower. If you build it as a fortified manor, it gets these types of bonuses. So the different terrain pieces that they sell have different effects. Um, but then basically, before setting up your armies, roll a dice. And the guy who rolls highest, he divides the board in half into two equal parts. So actually, the guy who wins the first dice roll can decide... How you want to set up the board. Now, you're probably going to discuss this with your friends before. Right, right. But you can go, you know, you can do the diagonal deployment. You can do the, you know, half and half the short way, half and half the long way. Um, the, the little examples in here show the, those realm of battle boards with the six mm-hmm. tiles. Right. And one guy picking, I'll do the three, you know, the two on the left in the top middle, and you take the two on the right in the bottom middle. Mm-hmm. So you can okay. do, basically divide up your board in half. And models must be in your own territory more than 12 inches from the enemy territory. 
So you got to have a, at least a 12-inch gap from the no-man's land line. Mm-hmm. So then uh, you put a unit down, I put a unit down, you put a unit down, I put a unit down. Um, it says keep track of the number of models. Okay, but so whatever. And eventually when you want, you just stop. Like you just stop putting out. Units, you're like, okay, I'm done. I, I still have units on the table. I'm and just so going to the person can continue to start putting down as many units as they want. Yes, and they can. So at some point, so, someone so says, the idea being that the person who's outnumbered then can choose what the scenario is. So even though they're outnumbered, they, that the balancing factor is scenario choice. If there, if if the if the if an army has a third more models, then they can go and say we're not playing because basically glorious victory in this game is table your opponent. That is the way to win the major victory. The minor victory is when I haven't tabled anybody, so we go to percentages of models killed versus or number of models killed over number of models you started the game with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the better ratio wins. Yeah. But also now, there's apparently it's a lot easier to summon models. A lot of people can summon things. I know Undead can summon, can summon right. like crazy. But if I start off with 100 models on the table and I grow another 100 models and you kill 100 models, right? That's a, the, those, you count all the kills for the stuff you summoned, but you don't add them to your, to your army total numbers. Oh, I see. You see what I'm saying? So if I start with 100... I grow it to two, but you kill off a hundred. You killed a hundred out of a hundred, right? So if I only killed half your army and you killed, then I win. You'd still win, yeah. Right. So, but if I outnumber you by that much, and you're like, "Screw that! I'll never get through it." You can pick uh, the assassination. Like I said, pick a character or monster, kill that. You automatically win. Player picks a unit with five or more models in their army. Slay that unit. So you can pick assassinate a character, kill a unit. Well, I, I mean, in the end, I guess it's good that they're giving the players a lot of the control over how the game is to be played. Yeah. What strikes me as very strange then is, okay, up to this point, you and I and everyone out there has, has in terms of paintings, that, okay, I'm paying my 2,000 points to be done by this date or 2,400 points to be done by that date. Now, since there are no points, it's so nebulous. It's kind of like, well, I'm just going to paint all my stuff, and when I'm done with that, I'll just get more and paint that, and I'll bring it all with me, right? And there are going to be games where I can field everything and games yeah. where I just field just a handful of stuff. It's it's just seems very strange, so open ended. It is, and it, it's weird, but it's and it's a completely different game. And this is this is part of the big consternation, especially, you know, I give you a whole new game, I take away your game, and now I don't even really explain to you how to make. I mean, this is so new for everybody. I can see it being frustrating. That's a little confusing. Uh, a lot of people have already agreed to just like I said, number of models or number of wounds. Right. Number of wounds, right? Because you know, a hundred or you know, twenty of certain characters may not equal Nagash. Right. You've still got twenty to his one. Well, I got you by twenty. Then the guy, I just got Nagash, and now I get to pick my scenario. What? (laughs) You know. Right. Right. So if you go by wounds, you know, suddenly that balances out a little bit more. I mean, dude, seriously, it's the the rules have been out three days, and there is all sorts of comp floating around. Ten war scrolls, ten, you know, twelve war scrolls tops. Yeah, well, comp geared towards tournament play. Is that what you're talking about? Um, could be toward tournament play. You know, people. I think it's premature to go quite down that road right now with the information that we have with this 
very, very rudimentary starter yep. set. I think it's way too early to talk anything in, in terms of comp. Me personally, that's my own opinion. But I think I know a few people are just sort of talking with their friends and taking what they want. But some people are saying, hey, you know, some people are just taking their lists. Hey, these are the lists we took to our last tournament. Let's just play them with the new rule set with the, you know, that much. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably the path of least resistance. And then some people are going with that wounds thing just so that they have just so that both of them have some sort of some kind of gauge to. Yeah. yeah. Just something to start with, you know, when you're playing. And, I mean, hey, that works for now. In in the absence of any other, I mean, why sure. is, you know, if, if I took that thing, you know, 12 War Scrolls, two heroes, no more than two of anything, no more than 30 models in a unit, uh, no more than uh, 125 wounds total. Let's, let's mm-hmm. go with that. That is no worse than any other system right. of picking models at this point because there ain't one. So mm-hmm. however you want to do it is... Just as long as everyone's it. doing it the same way. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, Let me um, pick your brain about basic game mechanics. Okay. Because that's seen a fundamental shift, too. So before, things like to hit, to wound, there's like big matrix. So whatever your skill is, you compare it to your opponent's skill, and that determines what you need to hit or to wound, right? So there's unit A interacts with unit B differently, which both interact with unit C differently, depending on their yep. stats. Yep. Now, every unit functions the same regardless of who they're interacting with so unit a will always hit and wound on a four plus or whatever it is yeah what do you what do you think about that what do you make of that i you know i miss my chart i mean do it i mean do I, it's a different game i mean i guess we can keep saying yeah. that it's a different game so i can't linger and say i miss my chart because well what chart this is a new game right yeah, yeah okay i got you I kind of liked the fact that these guys were elite and they always had a better chance to hit than other guys have a chance to hit. Mm-hmm. Or I'm fighting against someone who's so crummy at fighting that I'm going to that you know it's going to make it harder. Right. Does it simplify it as far as speed of the game goes? Possibly, you know, game turns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss my chart. <laughs> I do. I mean it it seems a little this is one of the parts that seems a little too simple almost. This is my save. This is, this this is, is my hit. This is my wound. Um, the, the the best illustration that I can give you is like your, let's say, a warrior of chaos who needs whatever it is, a three or four to wound everything. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem right that his four plus to wound a dwarf is the same thing, is the same four plus that he needs to wound a dragon or a steam tank. True. Um... And that comes into the question of is there, like, what kind of sort of saves do they get? I mean, a lot of these saves. But here's the other thing, too. That super strength um, doesn't really come into play necessarily either, does it? I mean, because they've got a set save. You have a set, let's see, inflicting damage. Let's look at this real quick. Well, that would depend on on their rend modifier, right? Right. When if you locate... You allocate a wound to the model, okay. Um, but that's the same also. I, that'd be the same all all the time, too. So, like, say, a Warrior of Chaos, I, I don't know if he has a minus one or a minus two to his rend ability. Right. It's the same for whether it's a dwarf or a dragon. So it's the same thing again, all over again. Yeah, so that's the, it's a really good weapon. So let's say it's a good weapon that gives him a minus one rend. So they're hitting on fours. My save is a four, but your minus one rend means now I need fives. Right. Whether I'm a little guy or a, or a giant dragon. Right. Over, I mean, it's simpler. It's easier to learn. Is, I mean, yeah. someone who's new to the game, and I think that's who they're targeting, new to the game or and or young player, 
that totally simplifies it, makes it digestible. For those of us who want a little bit something more meaty, I think it falls a little bit short. Well, I'm looking through the 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 stuff for the new. I'm I'm trying to compare this with the new models for the new game because they're the ones that I think is going forward. These are more of the example, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, your lords and heroes have a three up save, and everybody else has a four up save in this, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Three up, four up. Actually, yeah. Four up even for some of the heroes. Four up. The Blood Reavers have no save. You know, but it's three ups and four ups for everything. Good, uh, the, the Sigmarites, the bad guys. So, you're, you know, yeah, you're, like you said, I'm wounding these guys on threes or fours. And uh, no matter what they are, they got pretty much that same chance. And if I'm wounding on with that with a good Ren, <laughs> yeah, that totally, I suppose... You know, you really a dragon's getting no chance. You know, right? I'm looking through this. There's not a lot of high rending on this stuff. In fact, but you know, I will say as a positive, I do like how like monsters and stuff they get weaker. Their their stats te- seem to weaken as they take damage. That's, that's cool stuff. Cool. Okay. Oh, I just for the record, I just flipped through the the book here with all the stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. The characters with the big axes and the super, you know, the great weapons, they get a, yep. a rend of one. Most of the characters in this book, and at least in the starter box, have no rend. So you're at least going to get your four-up save or your three-up right. save. Four-up and three-up save. I mean, three-up mm-hmm. save, you think, that's the thing. Was, oh, no one's got a one-up save or a two-up save. Everyone's only got three-up saves. Well, at least in the starter set, uh, that guy's three-up save is pretty good. Considering almost nobody has rend, he's going to save on a three yeah. up from anything, whether it's a little crummy guy or a huge oh, beefy yeah, monster. So he's going to die. Yeah, he's going to roll some one star two, so he's going to die. Sure, I'm just saying. I mean, it may, maybe I don't know if it'll battle out. Once again, we haven't played any games. Like I, we're both mm-hmm. trying to be, you know, I, I, we're, we're trying. We're trying to analyze it. But we have no. We have right. no accurate basis for comparison. Fantasy. That's not a. That's no, we accurate. can't. All we know is that it's not like that anymore. It, it does. If, if anything, we should have brought in a 40K player because I think, if anything, this game is closer to that. Seems like it. Seems like it. There's just not a lot of adjustment to the rolls, which I guess could make it quicker if you're playing because it's, right. this is what I have to roll and this is what it is. Um, there's no real psychology. You pretty much hold or you might be able mm-hmm. to stand and shoot, I think. Um, you got break. You know, your, your break checks aren't really break. Everybody crumbles. Right, yeah. Yeah, the no, the no psychology thing is a big adjustment, too. Fear and terror. Yeah. No longer part of it. Um, so when you when you run in and you attack, is does the charger attack first? And if it's your turn, you I understand that you choose let's, which combats happen in which order? Uh, let's see. First you move. Um, you can run. Shooting face. Let's see. Pick an eligible unit. They charge in. After your charges are done, you go into combat. Any unit that has charged or has models within three inch can make an attack. The player whose turn it is picks a unit to attack. Then the opposing player must attack with a unit and do so until all eligible units on both sides have attacked once each. If one side completes all its attacks first, then the other side completes all its remaining attacks. One unit after another. No unit can be selected to attack more than once in a combat phase. Attack is split up into two steps. First, the unit piles in. Then it makes its attacks. 
So you pile in, so that would be the charger. So the, I guess the I guess whoever whoever's turn it is gets to attack first. Because mm. okay. if you're charging, then you get to attack first. Um, the weird thing is that you pick a unit to charge and attack, and then your opponent chooses one. I would assume you would choose from the same combat. But any combats that are in, I guess he can pick. It makes it sound like that. Does that sound that way to you? So wait, if I if I charge, it's my turn. I charge you. I pick combat between these two units. Then it's then you choose which unit to counterattack with anywhere on the board. Well, that's I mean that's what I'm asking. I'm listening. Okay, here, let me read that combat phase okay. thing again. After you charge in, you know you have to you know get, you get into combat right. You finish right. charging. You've reached the unit. So the combat phase, it says any unit that has charged or has models within three inches of the enemy can attack. Because your first part is pile in, where you move up to three inches right. to get into contact. So if you're that close, you're going to pile in. A player whose turn it is picks a unit to attack with. Then the opposing player must attack with a unit, and so on, until all eligible units on both sides have attacked once each. Uh, so you, as, a, as the defending player, you can choose any unit to counterattack with, even it, it sounds like even in a fight that I have not attacked you in yet. Yeah, I'm. <sighs> Maybe that's wrong. I don't know, but that's how it reads to me. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But I mean, unless they're just talking about a, a pick. Yeah, you pick a unit to attack with, and the opposing player must attack with a unit, and so on until all eligible units have attacked once each. Uh, attack is split into first steps. First, the unit piles in, and then you make attacks with the models in the unit. So, step one: when you pile in, you move each model up in the unit up to three inches toward the closest enemy model. This will allow the models in the unit to get closer to the enemy in order to attack them. And then, step two: each model in the unit attacks with all of its melee weapons it's armed with. See attacking. So it sounds like if we have multiple combats going on, if I pick a unit to fight with. You don't have to hit that unit back first. You could pick a different unit. Right, can, right. can you? I mean, does that make sense? Would you want to do that? I mean, uh, does it doesn't make sense. No, but that's what they're saying. You can do. Uh, or well, I let's mean, look if under you, attacking and see if it says anything there. I mean, uh, if you if you make the assumption that all of this is happening simultaneously, then I guess it really doesn't matter which order you do it in. Well, but I don't. Well, you're taking models off though if you inflict damage. So right. If I could take off all your models first, you know, yeah, you're, you're hitting yeah. me here, and I'm not worried about that. Over in that combat, I want to hit first. Right. So I just go pick from, that From combat. a gameplay mechanic, I can see it. Just from a uh, visualizing it and, and storytelling point of view, I can see why they... Uh, yeah, because that, cause that it's actually... Hard, it's hard to see why you would bounce around like that. It, well, I mean, you never know. There could be a strategy to it. You know, there are some combats. That, you know, yeah, I can see that. How many times have you had three or four combats? It's like, which one do you want to do first? I know which one I want to fight first. Right, right. You know, because I'm looking for, I'm hoping, you were like, well, I'll do this. And even then, we still, we take see who attacks who first and who, what would happen. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm not interested in seeing this. Maybe before your next unit charges and attacks, I want to attack over there first. Because mm-hmm. maybe I got a, a lot of attacks. I got a chance to wipe you out. Right. Maybe just a, maybe I just have a, a ton of attacks more than you. So it's like, you know, if I pick this one first, I might wipe him out. He never gets any hits back. Mm-hmm. You know? Because under attacking here, when a unit attacks, you must first pick the unit 
the target unit for the attacks that the models in the unit will make, then make all the attacks, and then inflict any resulting damage. The number of attacks... Oh, so that's... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It seems weird. <laughs> right. So we've we've settled on, I don't know. <laughs> it seems weird. <laughs> what else can we... Uh, we'll have to try it and see. I mean, that's, there's no other replacement for it. We actually have to go through the, the paces. Yeah. I mean, there's... there's. You know what? It's, it's time to take a break. Let's take a break and come back, and then yeah. we're going to go... We're going we're gonna to have to wrap this up shortly. We're going to give some final thoughts and some ideas, and then sort of probably wrap up. So. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. And we're back talking some Age of Sigmar. Yes, yes. So, wow, we sort of talked a little bit about the rules and the phase. I mean, we didn't go through it in depth, folks. I mean, it's a four-page rule set. Go read it yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say, you know, I mean, seriously, it's four pages. You know, I mean, we didn't list the phases or anything. You know, you got that hero phase where you can do... That's where you do your magic and mm. your hero abilities... Then you can move, then you shoot, then you charge, then you have combat, then you have battle shock. Did we talk about battle shock at all? No, that's more that's like the the crumble, right? Yeah, most effectively. Yeah, both players take this test for units from their army that have had any models slain during the turn. So I guess if you didn't get any models slain, you don't have to take this test. Mm-hmm. Uh roll a die, add the number of models from the unit that have been slain this turn to that dice number. And for each point by which that total exceeds your highest bravery characteristic in the unit, one model will flee and is removed from play. Add one Mm. to the bravery characteristic for every ten models in the unit when the test is taken. You choose which models flee from the units you command. There's just, there's so many things that, that I'm not certain about. And, I mean, part of it is we haven't played. Right, yeah. Um... Part of it is that it feels a little incomplete, though, doesn't it? it yeah, it, it very much does. Uh, you know, these, these battle scrolls that they've released for the different armies are interesting. Uh, you know, I think I understand that they're a Band-Aid, maybe, before the new books or the new battle scroll decks or whatever they are replaces what we've had to this point. Is that what they're aiming for? It seems like it. I mean, well, I mean, here's the thing. They said they're not going to support 
these armies really anymore. They pulled the army books, didn't they? I mean, yeah. if they don't support these particular armies in this form, then this is it that they're going right. to have. There's some interesting stuff in here. Some of the rules, because you can make it pretty simple because it's falling into this and you're giving the special abilities on these characters and their abilities, you can, you can get some stuff that really works well with the fluff. There's interesting things in here. Mm. Um. Oh, one of the things I totally didn't mention to you earlier that I that and you had mentioned it a little bit about with the uh, when the big monsters and things when they start taking wounds they become less effective. Right. That's cool. Like fluff wise, I really like that. When yeah, I, was I like that, that too. That makes sense. It makes sense. Um, here's a cool thing: my organ gun. Okay. Uh, for the dwarfs, the organ gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's movement. It starts off with those three, the three models, and the thing right. can still move. The more models you lose, the, the shorter distance it can move because there's less guys dragging that thing. Sure, right. Uh, it becomes less accurate as you lose crew as well. Mm-hmm. Um, grudge thrower, you know, to hit your whole crew, you hit on threes. You're down to one model, you're hitting on fives. Mm. So it gets harder to hit accurately. When the more guys you lose, I like that. That's yeah. cool. Um, zombies, I think, take it with one of the coolest rules, though. This is the rule I wanted them to have in the old book for every wound that my zombie unit does, mm-hmm. roll a d6, and on a six, I get a zombie back because that guy got infected and joined. Me. Oh, that's cool. That is <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, there's really silly little things like that that are in that. Um, hmm. so there's some cool stuff going in there, fluff wise, with some of these rules. Could be interesting. Don't know because we haven't really got a chance right. to play it yet. And once again, how much is the it? There's a lot of interesting stuff here. I think for a hobby gamer, I think there's interesting stuff here. I don't know if it's good or not. That's the problem because mm-hmm. it is. Dude, it's really simple. It is, but yeah, I mean, it could be fun though. I mean, I suppose we'll have to play. I'm looking through the Orc and Goblin. Battle scrolls now to see what my options are. Uh, it'd be fun to, you know, mix these, use these combinations, uh, not necessarily on movement trays, and you know, play play a game with those four pages of rules and see what does what. It is very it, oddly though the if I want to take an Arachnorok, that particular scroll formation, I need three Arachnoroks in order to field one. Now, I think you know you can. I think you can feel just one, but if you want to use that scroll formation, uh-huh. that formation at the end. I mean, I think you can just feel the one, but you get the bonuses for the formation. Oh, I see feel the abilities three. and everything. If you, oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So, so th- these aren't requirements; they're just no, suggestions. I see. No, those are things that you can do. Like the dwarfs have that too. The dwarfs have. Uh, yeah. If you take one dwarf engineer and three war machines. Then he gets to entrench them or something like that. As long as they don't move, they get better because he's there with them. Mm. But you have to take that, and it only works for exactly that. Yeah, they've got some other thing with their stubborn. If you take a dwarf lord, a unit of hammers, a unit of longbeards, two quarrelers or thunderers, and two warriors, then mm. you get. Uh, let's see, you can reroll all to hit rolls of one for for this because of the because of the units because that's. That's just these determined dwarfs. And when you do your, um, what do you call it, the battle shock, Mm -hmm. on a one, two, or three, you pass, period, Mm -hmm. no matter how many wounds you took, because dwarves are stubborn like that. Mm -hmm. So if you get that nice low roll, they're just like, nah, we ain't running. 
Mm-hmm. So, but you have to take that formation to do that. I don't have to take that formation to play, but if I want that re-rolling ones to hit, and on a a fifty percent right. chance that my battle shock, I'm just fine all the time. Mm-hmm. Then I got to take, take that formation. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Makes sense. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, those War Machine, where you could take those preset. You you're allowed to take these. Oh right. right. And if you take these, you get the little bonuses. So like yeah. you get you get all the, the the crappier list you take, the cooler benefits you get from you know mm-hmm. so that you're not powerhousing it all the time. Yeah, like, I see. You know, it could be there. <sighs> yeah, could be fun. I mean, we'll, we'll have to. We'll, we should definitely you know rack it up and and try it. Yeah. right at the very least. Like you said, I'm I'm keeping an open mind. I just you know I know everybody. I'm the fanboy. I know I am. And uh, number one, maybe number two. I am not number one. I'm probably not even number two. <laughs> Don't start that. But I mean, I think everybody knows I like this. I like their games. I like their product. I like what they put out. So, yeah, I'm coming at it a little more positive. Um, not everybody is, and I and I get that now with how different this is. How this really isn't yeah. eighth, and some people are just unhappy. I mean, heck, honestly, I think I'm the only person in NW2 who really wants to try and play this game. Like, who hasn't pretty much walked to a new system? Uh, yeah, I'm probably the next system. closest uh, that that. You are willing to play. I'm it willing for, to do it. I, I think I get there's a lot of resistance from many, from all of the other members. Really, yeah. I mean, we've had we've got friends who are out. They're just done and out now. And I mean, right. honestly, I'm looking at this, wondering if we're going to have like a fifty to sixty percent attrition rate, at least in the beginning. Could be. I'm sure GW is is okay with those numbers as long as new people come in to fill those ranks. Sure, but well, that makes me sad anyway, though. Yeah. You know, either way. My question is. Is you know you and I have both been looking at this. Do you see potential in it? Like even though that you like you're that you're you're already you know we know you're playing a lot more Infinity and this is probably not going to be your main game based on what you're seeing here mm-hmm. at the very least. But do you see potential? Like, mm, I, do I see? I, I think the possibility for potential is there. Do I see it? It's too hard. That's that's impossible to say. Will they make? a version of this game that's geared towards big battles. If they do, then yeah, I do see some potential there. As it stands now, this is a, you know, it's a small scale skirmish based game. That's just so different than what I was accustomed to. Here's, but here's why, even why I asked it. And this is, I think an important question that we really need to ask, you know, let's say in a month they've come out with a book that talks about tournament games and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then, or else it's got a bunch of those scenarios like they talked about. So we're starting mm-hmm. to see the balance in another month. And then something else comes out a couple of months after that. And starts building. How much time does GW get? Oh, before they've lost, before they've done too much damage to their fan base? Well, I mean, it, it, I don't, I mean, how much time are, are, am I supposed to give you? I mean, you've given me a set of rules that is really thin. That honestly, it seems this has got to be, I mean, how long are we supposed to wait for long, that is, is your question? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I'm taking it on faith. I mean, I think we've heard us say I, plenty of times here, let's see if this happens. This could be good. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's see what's going to happen. Well, mm-hmm. how much of my time and money should is, should be going to let's see what's going to happen, I guess, is my question. Right. Uh, and I don't... Uh, everyone's going to have to answer that on their on their own, based on their own perceptions. And a lot I, of people are. Yeah. Well, that's... You know, you know, I think if, if people jump ship and then they, so many months down the line, however many it is, they release a 
competitive slash tournament version of this, those people, I'm sure a lot of those people will come back. New people will enter the fray, and yeah, I just it'll it'll morph and develop and become its own thing again. It'll take some time, but I'm sure it'll get there. I'll tell you that there's a ton of synergy in these units they give you in this new mm-hmm. set. The, the difference is the synergies are not in you know this other unit or that other banner or that other spell. It's all kind of contained within this tidy package. Yeah. Right. And there's all sorts of cool stuff. And I look at that and I think, wow, there's a lot of potential there that it could be there. How many mm-hmm. thousands of dollars have you spent on Games Workshop? And the game you love is not here anymore. And right. they're asking you to trust them. So how much How much time? Do, do you, mm-hmm. But I've spent a lot of money. And now you're giving me a whole different game that doesn't right. look as... I don't mind that it's not as complex, but it doesn't look as fulfilling. You know, satisfying. That's my third... My, my, well, maybe it's... But maybe it makes up for that in fun. That's the big question, is mm-hmm. if they want this to be my game, I need to see what else they've got up their sleeve because everything says there's more up their sleeve. I hope it comes out quick. They don't have nine months for an army book like they took with 8th edition. Right. They don't have it. Well, but, but like I said, it'll it'll change and hopefully it'll come back and evolve and it won't be the same, right? Some nope. people will leave and will never come back, but you'll get new people that'll... That'll jump in. So I just don't want you to freak out too much that the community is changing because it's going to change no matter what. Yeah, I know that. It just makes me sad. There was such a hobby high going on for the last couple of years with the new models and the new stuff. And this is, I just kind of feel like, oh, there's so much change. It's scary. Yeah, it's been it's been a long downhill trend for yeah. a while. And we'll, but like I said, we'll see. Like I said, yeah. As long as we're still playing something, right? Um, all right, we got to wrap up. We went twenty minutes longer than I promised you. Um, so we got one last thing we got to cover. Yeah, and uh, and then that's going to be done. Yeah. So with uh, Warhammer being, you know, the changes being what it is, and basically, and people have have. You can hear in the past couple of episodes that I've more or less fallen out of love with Warhammer as it currently stands. Um, that being the case, and I don't think I could do the podcast justice if I don't love the game that I'm talking about. And we've seen it time and time again with other shows. Um, Podhammer was a case in point. If, if, if they don't love the game that they're talking about, then the quality of the show suffers and it becomes harder to listen to. So before that becomes a serious issue, and I'm, I'm already feeling that way, uh, you know, I don't feel that I can continue to do the show justice in the way that it needs it, the way the fans need it and deserve it. So um, in the near future, in the next, I don't know exactly when you and I haven't really settled on when my official exit will be my official last episode. But it'll be the next handful of episodes, uh, you know, we'll officially call it call me, you know, to ex- exit stage left and make way for the new uh, co-host, whoever that may be. Yeah, yeah, I gotta find a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I I suspect that I'll like you, like ever, like all our listeners. I have a lot invested in in fantasy as well. So I, I suspect you know we'll we'll just definitely play some some games. I will probably come back to it, you know, back in full. I would hope uh, at some point in the future. I don't know when, but I'm I'm sure I will. And you are always welcome back when you do that. You know that much. Mm, I appreciate that. I hope but, the listeners uh, will embrace that as well. Yeah, but basically, 
Yeah. So you're gonna you're you're going, man. Every two or three years, some guy named Chris quits the show. Yeah. So- <laughs> well, that whoever is your next co-host, just make sure they're not named not named Chris. I think that's. Well, the maybe key. they should be named Chris because then I know I got a quality co-host for two uh. or three years. You know. <laughs> but I, I want to make you know I want to make that change before I turn you know. Not that I would, but if I turn negative and I'm not into it, then it does the show a disservice in the big picture. So, Other than that, I guess that's a show. That is a show, yeah. Age of Sigmar. Uh, we'll, you and I will talk off air. We'll schedule a game and see how that goes. It's just first thoughts. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know what? It's weird. I kind of – I hope this was useful. I think we I, – I hope we didn't come across as wishy-washy. I know I've come across kind of hopeful and – Mm-hmm. We weren't too negative, you know, even though we asked a few tough questions. I know. Real real talk, as Rotor would say. Yeah. I think you could. I think I think in your heart you wanted to be a little bit harsher, but you're being nice because you haven't played any games. Well, uh, and I think in your heart you wanted to be more pro GW, but you kind of. I haven't played any games. Up. I can't. I, really, right. I, I honestly, I want to be fair about what I'm saying about this game. Like, you know, I so don't know. If you met the middle. So yeah. I think it's a good, uh, yeah. Hopefully people got something out of this. You know, people don't ask what we think. We haven't said this is what we think. We don't know. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Oh, we are uh, paying attention if you're local uh, and listen up because um, we may next month in the month of August have a day where we are doing uh, a show from UGG. We'll get together and play some Age of Sigma there with whoever wants to show up. Yeah, on location. On location. Playing games while we record. That could be fun. Yeah, we've done it before, but uh, he has asked us to do it live. Well, not live, but do it record at the game store. So uh, we will give you more information on that as it becomes uh, available. So if you are local and want to come down and then get some games in on a day we're recording, that might be a lot of fun. So with that, uh, we'll be back for episode 125. Wow. <laughs> Coming up soon. All right, folks. Uh, talk to you later, Chris. Thanks, man. Yep, take care, guys. You've been listening to Garage If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Member community by joining our forum at garagenumber.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.